0: Log Talk Radio.
1: We've had the best football picks for a decade. And we ain't stopping now. Live from the IMLD home studios. In its 10th season. This is, in much less detail, the podcast. Where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your host, Jay Andre. Welcome in. It is all backups on deck, all hands on deck weekend for the wild card weekend, the super mega Wild card football weekend, yay sports. Doesn't matter what your situation is, your quarterback, your second string quarterback, your third string quarterback, it's all hands on deck. You've got to get ready to go because it is playoff time and there is no tomorrow and every other cliche you can think of. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. We are here for you live on a Friday night. January the 13th, 2023. I'm J- J- Dre. He's Jay. And I'm not drunk. I'm just very uh, full and tired. I just got back from uh, dinner with my wife for her birthday and uh, much food was consumed and much fun was had. And uh, now it's time to settle in and get ready to hear me stagger through two hours of football talk. But at least uh I I sound better, is that is that right, Jay?
2: You sound much better. Uh first thing well, happy birthday to your wife. Uh Thank we you. were we saw the pictures of your dinner, um, especially of the cake.
1: Oh my god. <laughs>
2: which looked oh uh, my like, looked like it was for a family of like six.
1: Right. I'm looking at that thing like, um, that's like a quarter of the whole cake. Well, I couldn't
2: tell if the cake was that big or the scoop of ice cream was that small because if that was a regular sized scoop of ice cream, that was like a whole cake.
1: (laughs) I mean, it was a ginormous slice of cake. It wasn't the ice cream. (laughs) I, I couldn't see over her. I couldn't see her face over the top of the slice of cake. That's how huge it was.
2: Wow looked like some good eating though so I'm glad you guys had a had a good time and you know we we're make we're making these 10 p.m.'s uh shows a habit so I'll be excited when we get back to a 9 p.m. schedule <laughs> but this it worked because doing the Friday show I actually you know get home at 8 so I actually need a little bit of extra time to get all of my thoughts down on paper uh but fortunately only had to make six picks
1: Yes, you would think that it would be uh, very easy to be prepared for a show which you only have to pick six games. And yet me and my paralysis by analysis, I can make a, a, I could sit here all week. If I didn't have to work, I could literally fill every day of the week trying to break down these games and figure out the statistical mathematical equation that points out the exact correct mismatch between the two teams. And oh, that's it. That's the key. I have, eureka, I have found the key. Uh, to to breaking down the game now it, it, I usually don't find the key but at least I give it
2: a try. Well then the way I pick playoff games would infuriate you because I've just had this thing where I've always picked playoff games where I just look at it and boom 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 like I like I know yeah like that's what it is even if I'm wrong I know so my playoff picks I've had these picks all week I don't even know if I've waffled on these picks all week uh, I I've been so ready to get to the playoffs um gotta be the closest we've been going into the playoffs in ages
1: yeah probably uh, I, I would have to go back but just, we Being are
2: like most years you're eight nine crazy you know, it's like <sighs> some crazy hill i have to climb during the playoffs yeah. um this year i'm like one point point behind you or something <laughs>
1: Uh, no hill to climb. Um, I hopefully I did the math correctly, but uh the one yeah, it was uh I think you were you were one game behind for the for the season. Yeah. So yeah, thanks that, to
2: week eighteen.
1: Yes. Uh, thank God for week eighteen. Uh, where I went eleven and four and you went eight and seven. Uh but we both beat the coin. Coin was only we seven beat. and eight. So man. take that coin,
2: suck it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We the man. We the <laughs>
2: I hate to, I don't want to break this to you, but if going 11 and four in week 18 gives you any confidence going into the playoffs, it's misplaced.
1: Uh, look, it got me over 500 for the season. I'm thrilled. No, no, what that. I mean
2: is that this is why we pick against the coin. Oh. <laughs> it, 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 it's so, it's so meaningless.
1: Yeah. It, um, there's a lot of, uh, Games that that shouldn't have gone my way, but did because of the randomness of week 18. Yes, I understand that. Um, So for the season, uh, putting me at 131 and 130 and you at 130 and 131, uh, which would have put you exactly .8 points behind me to start the playoffs, except I get the extra point thanks to winning the lock bonus. So that puts me 1.8 points ahead of you to start the playoffs, so 101.4 to 99.6. And I'm very glad, more glad, maybe more than any season before to have that extra point due to the locks. Usually I don't even have the extra point. Usually it's you uh, winning the locks. Yeah. But uh, I'm very glad to have that uh, little bit of advantage, uh, especially going into this new scoring system that we're going to have.
2: Right. And I've ever raced some monster playoff deficits. So to me it's like, two points behind me feels like tied or better
1: right it's basically you know gear up and, and let's go it's almost heads up
2: right especially with the sort of de-emphasis that we have on this weekend although i mean as much as we want because this is a one point weekend but that's still six points so once you once you factor over to the point system because of the weight of of what a point means basically one point in our playoff system is the equivalent of three or four regular season games. Right. So just because it's a swing. the percentages factoring more in the regular season versus now. So the switching to the point system still, these games, even with one point on the line, these games still have much more weight than they would if we were just picking regular season games.
1: That's right. So we're going to get to all of that. We're going to get the point system set up. We'll, Get to whatever couple of little rules or uh, situations that are going to take place in the playoffs because we uh, we definitely still have a, a potential neutral site situation yeah. uh, for the conference title game. We thought we were going to have a possibly have a coin flip situation for a wild card game that did not wind up uh, taking effect, uh, which means that the Bengals got fined for a coin flip celebration that was meaningless because we didn't have to have a coin flip as it turned out anyway. Uh, We'll get to all of that after we recap Week 18 and all of its glory and and weirdness. Uh, Week 18 is always weird. Uh, This year maybe even uh, extra weird more than normal. Um, And I guess I'm the one that takes the honors to figure out all of this mess that happened. Uh, Being the person who won in Week 18 means I get to start us off to figure out what the best and the worst for Week 18 in the NFL was. And to me, the best in week 18 uh, is kind of obvious. Got to gotta go with the obvious sometimes. Look, Sean McDermott's they're crying on the sidelines. Jim Nance and Tony Romo were emotional. Their voices were all cracking. Josh Allen put his hands on his helmet like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. He was in disbelief. All for DeMar Hamlin, all the, the good praise and all the good feelings in Buffalo, Uh Unbelievable that the first play of the game uh, when the Bills resume action after the uh, horrific DeMar Hamlin injury uh, is Naheem Hines, who wasn't even on the team, was an Indianapolis Colt when the season started, but uh, gets dealt to Buffalo. Uh, Naheem Hines takes the opening kickoff um, against the Patriots all the way to the house. First play of the game, first play that, the Bills get on the field since the Navarre Hamlin and since the very first play, boom, kickoff to the house, touchdown, place going crazy, Orchard Park up for grabs, just unbelievable. It's, it's a movie script. It, what a moment to, to watch it live. Um, I'm sitting there uh, in my wife's uncle's house watching it, and I, I could not believe what I was seeing. Um, just my, my mouth was just open. I was like, this, this, this did not just happen. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This did this really just happen? Um, even if you have no dog in the fight, which I really don't, you know, I'm not a lifelong Bills fan or anything like that, but anybody watching that had to have felt something like a little lump in your throat or, like, this is unbelievable. When they do, when they do the movie about DeMar Hamlin, this is going to be a, a prominent part of it. Um, and it depends on how the playoffs play out. If they go on uh, the run that a lot of people said they would anyway, because they're the best team and go all the way and win the title, Uh, then that's what the movie will end with, is is the Super Bowl championship. But if they do stumble again and fall short, then the movie will end with the uh, comeback on the field after uh, the week of anguish um, and the the kickoff return for the touchdown, and everybody will be celebrating that. Uh, So clearly the best thing in Week 18, the emotional uh, touchdown in Buffalo.
2: Yeah, and more positive news. Uh, Apparently, DeMar Hamlin's come out of the hospital.
1: Yeah, unbelievable.
2: He's 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 out of the hospital. He went from Cincinnati to the Buffalo hospital. He has been released from the Buffalo hospital. I I don't know what's gonna happen. All I'm gonna say is if he is there no. in in any way, shape or form, in a booth, you know, walking down Web, onto the field. Webcam. I I mean what if the, the pop, I, I mean, we'll yeah. hear it where we are, yeah. um, if that happens. I don't know if that's going to happen, but just knowing that he is, you know, he's, he's alert, he's communicative. He, they're expecting, they're saying full recovery, which is amazing. You know, he's coming back from the dead um, to do this. Uh, you and I actually both have the exact same best of the week. Uh, so how
1: could anyone have anything different
2: anything but and if it wasn't good enough doing it once Naheem Hines did it twice yeah. uh, the Patriots get back claw their way back they give, them, give them credit they fought they fought like hell for a good chunk of that game And it, 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 no nothing was going to beat the Bills uh, you know you, you were saying you don't know how they're going to come out right we, we don't we don't know and, and, well, it, it took all of 14 seconds to to figure that out, um, how they were going to come out, and then the crowd going wild. And then the Patriots finally scratch and claw and fight and get that thing back to three, and then Naheem Hines runs back another one. Right. And, right. and that no, just sort of – that just didn't popped the Patriots time, balloon. Here it is again. And, yeah, and that just ended the Patriots right there, and then the Bills went on to kind of roll them. Uh, towards the end of the game, end up getting the cover on that one, uh, the 12-point win. Uh, But, yeah, uh, Naheem Hines was the uh, Zach Moss trade. He was the player they received in return for Zach Moss, um, and he has become a huge contributor, obviously, uh, to them on special teams. Not so much in in the offense or the passing game, but in the special teams area, Two, two kickoff returns for a touchdown and the game they needed to stay at that number two seed to, to possibly force a what sounds like would be AFC championship game if it ends up being Bills and Chiefs in Atlanta, hmm. um, which is the, the site now that has been agreed upon. Uh, nice stadium, right? Neutral site, indoors. Um, state-of-the-art facility. Uh, but yeah, Naheem Hines, uh, you and I, 100%. Complete agreement. That's the best thing of the week. Speaking After of we Ra- said so much bad <laughs> about the previous week.
1: Speaking of rising from the dead, uh, I'm, I'm going to glue this on to the best of the week, even though it has nothing to do with Naheem Hines, oh. but it has to do with NFL, former Cleveland Browns, Pro Bowl running back, Peyton Hillis.
2: Peyton Hillis. Madden cover. Yeah. Madden jinx
1: never take it away from him,
2: Almost dies him away. trying to rescue his drowning family
1: yeah uh, and that was such a uh any wrestling fans like i i got chills when i read that story uh you know hair standing up on my neck because it was so reminiscent of how uh former pro wrestler uh shad gaspard died uh Part of the uh, Crime Time tag team with JTG. The, uh, not the original JTG, because you're the original
2: That's JTG. me. That's, That's me. right.
1: Uh, but Shad Gaspar died the exact same way, saving his children from drowning, and he uh, perishes himself. And Peyton Hillis was uh, this close to doing the exact same thing, yeah. but has made a miraculous recovery, just like uh, the Buffalo kid, Namar uh, Hamlin. Um and Baden Hillis is turning is turned around and, and his uh prospects are looking a lot better and his girlfriend says he's on the road to recovery. So uh great great news uh for both of those guys. Uh you know, battling for our entertainment, one going down on the field and one going down off the field, but just great to hear uh that both of them are, are sort of rising from the dead and, and making a comeback.
2: Yeah. So wait well that that's a it's a nice positive way to start after what was basically, you know, after so much that we had to say, and and was uh, about all the Demar Hamlin stuff from the week before, and all the mess with the NFL, they, you know, it's like, hey, they, they got something right.
1: Yeah, the NFL got some good news uh, through almost no uh, credit of the NFL. They did nothing but, right.
2: I'm just saying right. that you know <laughs> it's it, it self corrected. I should say
1: pretty much. Um, no, you're you're right. The Patriots uh, were, were trying to to fight and. Uh, they gave him a fight, but it, it was Bills' day. It was it was Buffalo Bills' day. It's it was movie of the week stuff. There's just nothing uh, that they could do about that. Um, and, and yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna win it for Demar now. They maybe we're gonna win it anyway. But if they if they win it, if they win the whole thing, it's gonna be for Demar and uh, the the whole vibe is gonna carry them all the way through. There, there's no doubt about that. And the screenplay is being written as we speak. Somebody's making a, yeah. a shitload of money off of that.
2: And in a surprising uh, almost. Talk about miraculous turns of events! If the Bills make it through the Dolphins, which uh, seems likely, just saying. Uh, sounds like they're getting Micah Hyde back.
1: Yeah, they they uh, right on the doorstep. It was looked like he might come back uh, they last week, they're holding him week. back. Yeah, but, uh, but honestly, yeah, he's on the road but, to recovery as well.
2: They're not going to need him this week. <laughs>
1: Sure shouldn't need him, yeah.
2: (laughs) Uh, So after that high, uh, time for the low. What was was the worst of the week?
1: Hold on to the damn ball. Come on, Josh Dobbs. All you had to do. (laughs) Hold on to the damn ball. Come on, man. That pressure,
2: they they dialed it up on him in the second half. Uh, Sorry, they did.
1: Well, the Titans were trying to put it away. They they, had, they they made it all the way, you know, 9 of the 10 steps of the way to glory uh, winning ugly as hell, uh just a fingernail from uglying it up and and taking that victory in Jacksonville and winning uh the AFC South, but Rayshon Jenkins uh comes in with the free blitz and causes the uh the fumble just barely a fumble. By Josh Dobbs, he was he was this close to being able to sort of push that thing forward for like an yeah, incomplete pass, but it, it, but it was
2: empty hand.
1: When you when you slow down the Zapruder film, the uh, the ball was already coming out before the the thing went forward. So yeah, it was yeah. a it was a it was a fumble, uh, just barely. Uh, but man, kid, that, that that's that's his big break. That's his. He's been in the league for how many years? And that was you know the last couple of weeks were his first couple of starts, and yeah. th- this was it. This was your chance and and oh uh, they they were so close they it was it was just a, it was the worst of the week to me because the titans outplayed the jaguars right they they hustled them they outsmarted yep. them they they had the, the stud rookie uh running back Travis, etf 17 yards on seven carries they shut down the jacksonville jaguars they did exactly what they had to do they played ball control they kept the thing away from the jaguars they went into Duval County and they ugly that motherfucker up and they should have won the game if that quarterback holds on to the damn football and doesn't let it go. They they had every opportunity to earn their way to the division title, but the, the third string or second string whatever quarterback you want to call them uh, messed it all up. It, it, that's that's just the worst to me because you you know that they're better than that. You know the Titans are are better than being in the situation that they're in. You know they didn't have their starting quarterback. You know their backup quarterback was such a hot mess. They had to demote him, and, and that's why they had to move on to to Dobbs. Um, and yet still, uh, Mike Vrabel and, and company put it together, put the game plan together, put the strategy together, uh, and was the better team on the field last Saturday night. Um, and that that's always going to be the worst to I me. Mean, when the better team loses, especially in, in that situation for a playoff, so it's not like the uh, Lions and the Packers because – uh, the, I think the better team won that game, unfortunately, uh, for my preseason pick. But in this situation, I, I think the Titans were the better team and, and found a way to fumble it away, and, and that, that always just sucks.
2: Yeah, you know, and realistically, I think the Jags fell into the trap that a lot of young teams fall into is they showed up expecting to win. Yeah, they didn't. I don't think they
1: expected that fight, yeah.
2: They start, yeah. They believe they're. I mean, That's this is why we both had Titans in the number. Uh, we did not like that Jags minus six and a half. Um, but yeah. everybody expected the Jags coming and off of all these wins to just roll this, this lame duck Titans team. Lost six in a row going into this. I think you and I were, you know, you had them winning, I had them covering, but we were both on record uh, saying that this was going to be. There's going to be a lot of fight uh, in the Titans, and there was. And I, the Jags. All that magic that they had through that uh, that that winning streak, their their offense sort of just evaporated. But but this is but it wasn't just that. It, as much as it was a very proud, well coached Titans team um, playing for their season. Uh, the sad part for the Titans was if they win any one of those mm. <laughs> six games, none of this matters.
1: That is all all on them. Absolutely. Yeah. If they they if they take care of their business before this they wouldn't have had to come to this you're right. absolutely right
2: you, you, no team that loses 6 out of their last 7 games deserves to go to the playoffs anyways
1: uh, there, there's an argument for that so, uh so those I know
2: and that just I know that stings you 'cause cuz this means that I got my my pick and surprising pick and you didn't get yours so I was hoping for us both
1: uh, they weren't the better team I'm still
2: <laughs> uh i'll tell you what the worst of the week was to me uh, they should just burn the tape. Just burn the tape, erase it from history of that Jets-Dolphins game. It, it was, it, the sad part is one of those teams made the playoffs. It, it doesn't get uh, much worse than that. A field goal the, effort. The other no team touchdowns. was just close to making it. No touchdowns in this game. Yeah. Uh, f- God, four field goals, uh, five field goals and a safety Is what we get. Um, Although the safety is during uh, Benny Hill time, you know, Mm -hmm. at the the end of the game, um, where they're tossing the ball around, and then Elijah Moore fumbles it. It, It's in the end zone and safety. Great. Um, Yeah, yeah. This this game featured a uh, thirty-three attempt, one hundred and forty-nine yard passing effort from Joe Flacco. Mm Only to be outdone by a 31 attempt 152 yard effort from Skylar Thompson. Good. <sighs> um, I, I mean playoffs. No, uh, Miami. Miami did do more offensively. They 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 were the better team on the field in the game, but it, it was just it was just a crap fest from from start to finish. So find the tape. Um, it is it was the worst thing that happened that week. That that was not playoff caliber football or or teams that looked like they were, you know, fighting for a playoff spot. It was just bad.
1: Yeah. That that's bad football. And like you said, one of those teams was actually in the playoff. Uh you know, they, they, if they expand any more than this, uh we're gonna get into <laughs> NBA territory where you got uh teams under 500 making the playoffs and not deserving it
2: at all. This is cool. Well, we have, we have one of those this year. Uh,
1: yeah. And, and, but is the quality of play that uh, you've talked about is how the, how the quality yes. of play in the NFL, if it's not the, the top levels, if it's not the top upper echelon of teams, it, it's very questionable <laughs> to say the least. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was this is that game was why no one should gamble. <laughs> I know we do a show about uh, point spreads and gambling, but uh, if you took the jet, uh, the the dolphins rather, uh, and, and no, if you took the jets plus three and a half as we did, Yeah. and that that
2: that oh, play at the end of
1: the safety? game, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, what well, was what Scott Van Pell called pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo when, when he go <laughs> trying to throw it all around and looking like the Stanford band on the field and all that stuff. Um, I, I'm going to wear out Danielle uh, this week it, it's in our last regular season uh, edition of, of giving out our awards. Cause I got a few times where I'm going to use some, some Danielle. The the game, <laughs> That's one of them. That, that played at the beat. end of the game. Oh, I'm my glad God. We
2: did not, I'm glad oh. that we didn't... Disagree on that game. Kind of wishing I had one of dolphins us. now, but maybe I'm kind of wishing. Wishing we did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that one was,
1: of us uh, would be lit up and start raving mad over losing that over some some bullshit. I like mean, we've that. been doing
2: this a long time, but I, that'd be that'd be top ten.
1: Yeah,
2: it's going on, and the Jets just fumbling <laughs> I mean, just into think, the end zone. I I mean, this is not a season where I beat you on that Chandler Jones. Uh, <laughs> can't quite call it pick six but fumble so yeah pick. i beat you on i mean i, I, I want to pick on that
1: turn around and launch it out of the stadium and it's a it's a fumble okay whatever <sighs> yeah that that was that was terrible that, that was one of the one of the all-time worst bad beats uh, yeah i'm glad we uh, i mean i am glad we did not uh differ uh on that one and the coin actually didn't differ on that one either so we all got fucked on that oh, all man, three even
2: of. the coin got buffed up on that one good uh yeah what was the smartest thing to you uh last week
1: oh <laughs> hang on number one draft pick baby Oof. let's go all you got to do to get the number one pick is start Nathan Peterman.
2: And lose 10 games in a row.
1: Wait, Nathan Peterman wasn't bad enough. Stop bears, They pulled his ass out because he was, I guess he was maybe risking playing quality football uh, by accident.
2: He was so trying. I,
1: whoa, whoa. You're trying to, dude, don't you understand why you're in there? You're in there to secure the number one overall pick for us. We got to get Tim Boyle in this game now. Man, we sent you out there cuz we know you blow, yeah. and now you trying. We we got to we got to cinch this motherfucker. We got to make sure we don't have a chance in hell of winning this game against the Vikings. Get your ass out there, Tim Boyle. Let's completely blow this thing. The very first thing Boyle does is uh throw an INT. He knew the plan. He got the memo.
2: <laughs> well, also, uh Tim Boyle in limited action had as many completions to Bears as he did Vikings. <laughs> Because he knew the plan. Two of eight <laughs> with two picks.
1: <laughs> he knew what he was out there for. He knew. Yeah. Bear now, Chicago Bears. Congratulations to the Chicago Bears. Number one overall pick. Uh, congratulations to the Vikings, 13 and four, and a negative plus minus on the year. Which is, uh,
2: which is really funny because, I mean, the Bears really didn't need that pick. Well, so, if you're a if Bears fan, smart. okay, you if you are a Bears fan, they're holding they're holding somebody hostage here, right? I mean, they better. They're not, they're not they picking better. somebody. They, they better not pick somebody at one. Somebody is going to lose their minds for a quarterback and offer the Bears a whole hell of a lot. They better take it. They better. They better
1: make the uh, the Houston Texans do what they did with San Francisco and give up all their shit to move up one spot so they can right. drive the quarterbackers. They better do well, the exact in, same in thing. In that
2: position, though, it makes sense because the Texans know somebody else is going to judge. So it becomes a bidding war for that pick. If the Bears are like, no, we're content to to, to pick somebody, man, we'll talk about wasting all that capital. I mean, if you're a team like Seattle sitting on two number one picks, I'd throw just throw those both at the Bears.
1: And if you're the Bears you go, okay that that's
2: a good starting point. Keep going. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I'm saying a, a one, How bad the do number you want one for uh I don't know where Seattle's picking, but they're picking pretty high. They gotta be picking like four or five.
1: I yeah, I'm not sure at the moment. They've uh they've got
2: that Denver pick.
1: Right. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good juicy pick. Uh yeah, so throw throw that in and then throw uh, a, a two from next year or something and, and keep going. Keep yeah. Get as close to the Herschel Walker Hall as you possibly can. Just keep stockpiling high picks and bring them all in and dump them on the Bears table and, and let the Bears sort it out. Uh, very smart on Chicago's part. I, I have no uh, I have no idea if they were trying to put their worst possible team out on the field last Sunday. But I get the feeling they were on purpose, and and good on them. Ah. And so it, the it, uh, it, the, smartest, the name of the game, right? Exactly. So the, the smartest in the uh, NFL Week 18 to you.
2: Hey, I'll, I'll I'll play it twice for you here. Yeah. Number you know what one. it is? No, it's not for the Bears. Oh for me
1: (laughs) there you go hurting yourself uh, patting yourself on the back again I'm
2: pulling I'm pulling your move I know you're sad because this is your move (laughs) to give yourself the props but but I went back and listened to our AFC preview or our preview show and you didn't you didn't really just outright laugh at me when I picked the Jaguars to go to the playoffs but, man, <laughs> you let me know that you thought that that was uh, a dangerous pick, I should say. Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, you, So you, you, you really gave me the side eye on that one. Doug Peterson, and I had it all laid out and all the things they're doing and the guys that are going to be impactful. And, you know, they did it. So they did. when we get them right, hey, we got to call it out, right? I don't think sure. there are a whole lot of people out there in, in what we do that aren't in Duval County. I'm talking <laughs> the rest of the country where they're not you know, drinking, you know, whatever color that is uniform. They wear Kool-Aid. Um, I don't think there were a lot of people out there that had the Jacksonville Jaguars making the playoffs this year.
1: No, no, they weren't. Um, I'm sure I was reading the odds as I was doing that preview. So whatever that number was, it was pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't just me. Being so I don't want to. I
2: don't want to belabor it or do any of that, <laughs> but I gotta say, it, it felt really good for no, especially great going through the early, going through the early part of the season, watching you know because some of their losses were so tough. I mean, a a more veteran version of this team probably wins eleven games. Because they had, they they were just leaving some of these games out on the field. So um, sure. to to still finish nine and eight, um, you know, come out of this with a winning record, everybody in the AFC winning record. I can't say that about the other conference. Um, to get that home playoff game, to st- even to to pull victory from the jaws of defeat the way they did against the Titans at the end of that game uh, with that. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a perf- more perfect push deflection forward um, out to uh, Josh Allen, <laughs> the other Josh Allen, um, yeah. and, and showed off that speed. And he had to score. I had that weird sense like if the Jags did not get a defensive touchdown, their offense wasn't getting it in. They, the Titans had them just locked down that whole game. And Trevor Lawrence did not play a great game, and he was missing guys. So to get that defensive score, I'm going to talk about storybook to get the defensive score at the basically two-and-a-half, three-minute mark of the game to push them over, which then made I, – I tell you what, once they got the lead, I knew the Titans weren't coming back because they, they also had uh, – the Jags had Dobbs on lockdown the whole second half of that game too. So wild finish, but it, it just put the little cherry on top of something that the, above the dream. I had the Jacksonville Jaguars dream all year, and they're they're playing – playoff football and let's also celebrate because the curse has been broken playing the first game tomorrow
1: I know I was shocked
2: I mean that is stunning they actually put Chargers Jags which by the way is the better of the two games tomorrow they actually gave that the primetime spot when was the last time that we had an AFC South winner playing in primetime In the division round. I mean, in the wild card round.
1: Uh, I'd have to go back and look at that, too, but it's been a while. Usually that that 430 Eastern spot is theirs.
2: Yeah, I remember a whole lot of Saturday afternoon Texans, Titans. It's just that's their spot. So when that came out, I was like, whoa, they hate the Seahawks.
1: (laughs) Zero respect for the Seahawks. Uh, zero respect for the whatever the drawing power ratings wise could possibly be on Saturday night of Seahawks 49ers. Uh, mm,
2: yeah, the Geno yeah. Smith Brock Purdy matchup. So <laughs> I'm wondering here. I've got I'm, I'm laying some solid odds that we may have the same stupidest of the week. But I will let you go first because you do go first. Oh, we don't. We don't have the same oh. one. Good. Okay.
1: Do. I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback almost throw a pick six and come back the next play and throw it in the exact same spot. I don't think I've ever seen someone do that. He had the audacity to throw a near pick six to Kendall Fuller of the potato skins and the very next play throw the exact same ball toward the exact same Defend the exact same out route that the, the, the that the cornerback broke on and took it to the house, and it was the same cornerback, Kendall Fuller. He's like, "Hey, I me <laughs> I think I <laughs> missed this. The last they thought they were going to trick him. Yeah, <laughs> he tricked himself. Dak tricked himself, <laughs> and the Cowboys tricked themselves, and and turned in an absolutely horrible effort uh, in Washington, losing their last game of the season. Uh, I don't think I, I've never seen that before. Just right to the right to the guy. That right wasn't... in his hands the first time and came right back the next play, put it right back yeah. in his hands again. Like, man, you ain't going to try to – you ain't going to pick me again. I'm going to throw this. Right. It picked him right off, right to the same spot and, and takes it to the house. That was, uh, uh, you know, Washington in the effort for, for Chico in the last game. Um, and, and I thought that might have been Chico's finale, but it looks like he got a deflector, gets to fire his O.C. Scott Turner. Uh, so it looks like Chico will be be back, be back next year. He'll survive one more year, um, but that that whole dysfunctional situation yeah. in Washington, how? who knows? How, I, how yeah. do you
2: survive what you did that week before with with that car <laughs> with the Carson Wentz thing? How how do you make it through that? It, I don't apparently, know. because it's because you're the Washington Washingtons. That's right,
1: because because it's Dan Snyder and the whole damn organization is dysfunctional. Yeah. That's pretty much they how they didn't
2: just show up. I mean. They, they, They they just creamed the Cowboys completely. The Cowboys playing for something just fell completely flat on their face.
1: Yeah, it started early. Brian Anger drops a punt that sets up uh, Washington and Sam Howell's uh, very first throw of his career, Terry McLaurin for a touchdown, which is a very smart way to start your career is throwing to Terry McLaurin. I think that's a good move by the young man.
2: That's what uh, Tyler Heineke was doing, and Carson Wentz was not. Yes, (laughs)
1: Yes, <laughs> This is fine. why the watch should have stayed Washington on the
2: bench, on the couch.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it just it started bad and, and went and got worse for for Dallas. That play was just oh, I could not freaking believe the it
2: Jack that double down.
1: Man, <laughs> nah, you ain't gonna do that again. Oh,
2: he, he oh again. yeah, watch <laughs> this. <laughs>
1: Oh, so what did I miss uh, being the dumbest of the week uh, All because right. of that?
2: I, I just was sure you were going to give this to your boy, and this is your boy, Brandon Staley,
0: mm.
2: for deciding he's going to play his starters in a completely mm. meaningless game, and he gets them hurt.
0: Mm.
2: He gets Mike Williams knocked out, done, uh, broken Back, it sounds like, or something not good. He's not playing tomorrow. He gets Nick Bosa hurt, or Joey? What are the Bosa's? Which one is it? <laughs> Joey. Is it Joey. That's I, Joey. I, I, he gets him do, hurt. Sounds like the, he'll be good to go tomorrow. That, uh,
1: had to do the mnemonic. Nick, uh, Nick Bosa is the Niner. Nick the Niner.
2: That's Nick how the I got it okay. uh, um, Gets gets Bosa hurt. He he's practiced might play who knows maybe limited I don't know gets Mike Williams hurt at offense yeah. completely different uh, when they have both Allen and Williams now Williams is down Wh- what are you doing uh, you're playing for boy nothing. howdy so i I, w- I thought you'd might go there uh but then i realized that's your boy you 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 you, you, you like you like the the balls of steel of of, of, <laughs> <laughs> of Brandon Staley but uh doubt so well. And uh to cripple your team like that going into the wild card game when you didn't need to play any of these guys. God God forbid you didn't get your quarterback who's been playing through an injury all year, get him hurt, or get any of your Eckler. All of these guys were at risk. There was zero reason to play any of them. And they're paying the price for it.
1: Why? Why? Why would you keep running your starters deep into a game that you had no playoff position changed at all? Why? Yeah.
2: Why you lost you anyways.
1: This? And you lost the game anyway. On top of that, uh, to, to the Denver Broncos of all people. Um, maybe I was looking at it a little, uh, differently, uh, which is so it's not that I didn't give them the, uh, dumb of the week, uh, because that's my guy. Uh, I just decided to look at it at a at a different angle, and that's my surprise of the week. I did give him oh, okay. an award for doing that. <laughs> I was because I was surprised to see oh my what he, what he's playing the starters in a game that they can't move off the seating. Wait, why? Why? What is he doing that for? I didn't know about the Mike Williams injury when I made that uh, decision. I, I most of these uh, awards I do yep. give out late later in the week, uh, just out of uh, laziness. I don't do it sitting there on Sunday when I should. That one I wrote down. That and the Dak thing, I wrote down when it happened. Like, okay, that's the dumbest yeah. thing I've seen in a long time. And that's <laughs> a surprise. Why is he playing these guys? What? And, uh, yeah, even though they were locked into the five seed,
2: ran yeah, no matter running
1: his starters. Yeah. Ran them deep into that Clippers-Broncos uh, game. Um, Mike Williams, as you already said suffered a needless back injury broken bone in his back and, yeah. and 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 i definitely wrote down we've seen that offense without him or without keenan allen and it is way different they are much less potent when one of those guys is missing and that's what they're facing now uh tomorrow night uh in in duval um, yeah and and that's all saley's fault that, that that is that is very dumb it's not like that's a wrong award i just i guess i looked at it uh from a different angle because i was just uh, before so I shocked. saw any consequences, I was just like, "What? You, yeah, what? I, I get
2: that. I, I could see, but you, you, but you know what? But what you were shocked at was the stupidity. So we're both right. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, uh, it was very stupid. Yes. Uh, so, so that's my surprise. So you you get to double dip now.
2: So we doubled. Yeah. Uh, I'm giving my surprise of the week to Doctor Lamar Jackson. Oh. <laughs> who is apparently now self-diagnosing himself and (laughs) posting his injury status on Twitter and and, and actually listing himself as out of the game. Um, Not only is he his agent, he's a doctor, and I've got the feeling that this... I don't know what's going on behind the scenes with this Lamar injury. Starting to think that he is playing the... I'm not going to get more hurt game going into this big contract uh, negotiation with whichever team is going to end up getting his services um, by actually just going on Twitter and determining himself out of the game and giving us his medical diagnosis um, as the team is up in the air all week about who's actually going to play. Lamar decides to go on Twitter and go, no, it ain't me. Wait a, a minute! Are the you whole, the whole medical breakdown of it? So thanks, Lamar.
1: Are you trying to tell me that you don't think an actual doctor told him that he has a grade two p o I... strain? That's a borderline I grade think... three.
2: I think if Lamar was in the middle of a nine-year, two hundred and eighty million dollar contract, he'd be playing this game. Hmm. Just saying. Um, I, we've I, seen I... we've seen people. We saw. It Philip Rivers played with like a torn Achilles. Remember well, that.
1: Philip Rivers is a freaking crazy person. So I'm that's just a little saying, different. But I'm yes, he, he was completely hobbling around out there.
2: <laughs> right, and they almost won that game, by the way. Um,
1: Sammy Watkins just, would want him to pull a, a, yeah. a Philip Rivers and, and hobble around out there.
2: But if you're, if, yes, but if you're in the middle of this type of, you know, tense. Negotiation. Who knows what you're going to be dealing with here? Uh, yeah, i have getting a little for who, for what coming out of the Lamar camp Uh-oh. from, from mm. Doctor Lamar. Uh, just reading between, just reading the tea leaves here. I could be totally wrong. I'm just saying. I've got that feeling that if he was, if they had thrown the, you know, if they backed up the Brinks truck, he'd be playing this week.
1: This is just, uh, similar to the uh, DeMar Hamlin, not exactly the same, not really close to the same, but the similarity uh, is that we don't know exactly what's happening there. Correct. All, all, all we can is do is speculate. Speculation. Um, so I'll uh, agree with you uh, looking at it from the other side. I think if look, they had backed up the Briggs truck and Lamar was under was under contract, It's not that he would be necessarily out there on the field. I think it would be that it would be actual official team doctors telling us about grade 2 PCL (laughs) sprain borderline grade 3, not the player on Twitter.
2: Not Dr. Lamar on Twitter.
1: (laughs) No. That's the first we've heard of that, and the team has said (laughs) nothing to back him up. And that is smelly. That that doesn't smell right at all. I don't know what's going on. Neither do yeah. you. Neither does anybody. But that that is not how it goes. That's not how that this works. That's not how yeah. any of this works.
2: It, it raises the antenna, right? It's like, well, something's not right here. It doesn't pass the
1: smell test.
2: Correct. So that's my surprise of the week. I was surprised. I've never seen a player declare themselves injured and out. <laughs> on
1: Before the third. team does. Correct. As as, as the team keeps sending uh, Coach Harbaugh out there to say that it's week to week and we don't quite know, but we're hoping he'll get out there.
2: Um, And the player player says, no, I'm not. Aaron Rodgers played, what, five weeks with a broken thumb before anybody? (laughs) Could you imagine if it was two weeks into it and Rodgers is either on Twitter or he's on the Pat McAfee show and he just goes, oh, yeah, I broke my thumb.
1: Uh, if anyone would be culpable of doing something like that to Taron Rodgers, yeah. yeah. But he he didn't do that this time. He didn't.
2: Uh, I'm just, but Lamar has shown he's got no fucks left to give at all <laughs> this season. Calling out the fans I and mean, we were already po- right. right, everything. Yeah. That whole, inter- that whole exchange he had with, yeah. So um, good luck, Lamar. I hope you get a good contract.
1: <laughs> From somewhere, because it doesn't appear to be it's going to be with Baltimore. Uh, there's a uh, major disconnect with the between the organization and the player.
2: Yeah, and that I mean, and that's a great organization. So we highlight that all the time.
1: It is, uh, but in this situation, it's uh, there's something happening, and, and we don't know exactly what. But it's it appears to be a, a messy divorce, uh, the beginnings of it anyway. Because yeah. uh, again, you you got to be on the same page with your team doctors when you come up with with grade two into grade <laughs> borderline grade yeah. three and all this stuff. <laughs> Uh, something <laughs> Did he give himself the home
2: test that? Or something I, I mean what are you doing <laughs> what, what are you doing
1: uh, He's he on WebMD
2: He's on WebMD You know looking it up Oh yeah grade two.
1: This seems like a grade 2 PCL Frame <laughs> On the borderline of a grade 3 what? <sighs> uh, and, and it's All fine right. that the It's fine that the Bengals destroyed the Ravens' backups uh, last week to set up this rematch this week. That's understandable and fine. Uh, But the Ravens are screwed because they're still not going to be able to start their actual starting quarterback this week. They couldn't start him last week, and they can't start him this week. It just depends on which backup they're going to go with. But either way, it's not their starter. So that that puts them in a really really ugly uh,
2: situation. Yeah, I mean, the only good thing to come out of that game last week for the – uh, for the for the Ravens was that they scored 16 instead of the 11 that they had been averaging.
1: <laughs> well, that's progress. I guess. But, they, yeah, they're in the same boat as Miami. They, they don't have their starting quarterback, so they don't really have a chance of winning this week.
2: Right, and they don't have uh, Kyle Shanahan as their coach to extract every last ounce <laughs> of talent from them.
1: Correct. Uh, so my letdown of this week, well... We, we we saw it Sunday night that, that the pack was whack. Yeah, I thought the pack was back.
2: Uh, pack yeah, it, that had to let you down just because that was your dream of getting a yeah. nine and eight Packer team into the playoffs. Uh,
1: there, there's a lot of uh, let down in that situation. Not just Aaron Rodgers play. It was the, uh, the, to no one's surprise, the Lions came out and gave the Packers hell. We all knew that the ankle biters were going to do that. Um, Credit to, you know, Aaron Glenn's defense for Detroit for, again, stiffening up when Green Bay crossed midfield, just like in the first game, uh, first meeting yeah. that they had this season. Um, while Green Bay let Detroit pass up a field goal in the fourth quarter in order to keep driving, and eventually they punch it in for the lead. So that that's on the Packers. The Packers' defense gave way. Uh, everybody uh, you know, gave up the the booty to Detroit and, and just let the, the Lions' effort override and, and overrule the day. Uh, Green Bay losing their cool, uh, with Quay Walker, uh, uh, shoving a trainer this week of all weeks, dude, like, Man. are you serious?
2: I'm glad you uh, brought that up because uh, I, I didn't have that, but that, that I almost had that as my worst of the week.
1: Yeah, that that's, that's terrible.
2: Both, oh, and then Russell Douglas it? gets into a shoving match with a guy. I, I, I mean, oh, yeah, guy I lost you from completely...
1: there. I, I heard him click out uh, when he did oh. that. He made, did you hello? mute yourself or did you no. disconnect?
2: I'm I'm here.
1: Uh, Jay has, uh, has left us for the moment. Hello? Uh, for the moment. Uh-oh. Hopefully he can back out and come back in or whatever happened to him. Oh. Uh, yeah, that was uh, not not the best moment in in – Backers history there.
2: Uh, oh, okay, am there. I back now? Nope, you're back. Am I back?
1: Um, I don't hear you if you are back.
2: Uh-oh. It's weird. Let
1: me mute you and try to bring you back again. Are you there?
2: Having all nope, kinds I, of I, trouble. I don't
1: you. hear you. Might have to break it down and and, and click back in. All right, now he's dropped and he'll try to get back up. Um, yeah, I was uh I I was I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I thought the Packers were going to make that run all the way to the playoffs. They made that long run uh from whatever record they were at, was it 5 and 8 or something like that. And then came all the way back. All right, Jay is trying to come up again. Okay, right, am I back did, now? Are you there? Nope, I, I still don't hear anything. I don't know what happened to Jay. He was rolling right along, and I could hear him fine, and I heard the, the click, and away he went.
2: Okay. Nothing yet?
1: Um, well, uh, Jay tries to get that uh, connection figured out. Um, sometimes it's it's on my end, and I, my internet flashed and messed him up. I, I hope that... Isn't the case. I hope I'm still on the air. Uh but yeah, I was I was on my way to go look for the uh Packers record when they started this win streak that they went on. Uh, so they were up, oh, are you are you back up? Oh, still don't hear anything.
2: Really strange.
1: Uh, so they were well, the Packers are four and seven when they had that wild brawl in Philly that they lost forty to thirty three, and that put them at four and eight. But that let them know that they could actually score. So then they come back the next week, of course, at Chicago and and beat the Bears because it's the Bears. Uh, so that started everything four and eight and everyone writing them off and telling them how they suck and they go play the, the Bears who Aaron Rodgers owns. And they got the ball rolling, and they uh, went undefeated from there all the way up to week eighteen, where they were eight and eight and had their uh, their fate in their own hands. Uh, but it uh, was not meant to be. The Lions uh, brought the effort and, and brought the the, um, the steadiness and the, and the the calmness. They didn't play with their hair on fire. They played very solid. They they didn't even throw in too many crazy uh, trick. Offensive plays, uh, Ben Johnson at OC. Am I on? Uh-oh. This is really messed up. Uh Jay's mom messaged me on Facebook. Again, the only live listener we have, uh, who we love very much. And she says she can hear us both, but I can't hear Jay all of a sudden. Oh, time. okay. That makes no sense. Why did Jay fritz out where I can't hear him, but we can still be heard live? That, that, I have no idea what uh what to do about that and i didn't touch anything on my end to to, to take jay out so uh, but jay isn't out he's still up but i can't hear him
2: that's that's pretty interesting I can still hear yeah myself. i'm talking weird. and you're talking this is fun so it's uh, like we're both talking on so yeah, the same um,
1: show uh, jay's mom called it twilight zone stuff so uh, i just happened to to have that here um uh, Oh wow. I'm 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 playing the Twilight Zone drop and I can't hear the Twilight Zone drop. So that's what's going on is I can't hear anything on the show. I'm playing the Twilight Zone drop. I'm looking right at it, but I can't hear anything. Hang on, let me play another drop here. Nope, I played the Soul Raven drop and I can't hear that either. Okay, something's wrong with me. I can't hear anything in the show, whether it's the soundboard or my co-host. I don't want to go out because I'm the host, and I don't think I can go out and come back in. So I'm not quite sure what to do. Uh, Jay is texting me to come in on the show as a guest, and maybe that will solve the problem. Smart idea, Jay. I wish I had a thought of that.
2: You know, I'm trying. So we can have oh, this guy sitting here, I'm texting him. I forgot I'm still on the air. And he can't hear oh, me. On his so yeah, I actually hear the drops. Everything. I actually hear the drops that he's playing. So that's, that's fun. Um, still that in the show here. That's so but strange. He, I don't know why. This is great.
1: He just fritzed out in my ear. I heard, I, could, I heard the sound of him going out, but I thought that was him dropping. But it wasn't. It was my hearing of the show dropping. This one of those cr- cr- I don't is. think
2: we've ever had this happen before. I'm Log sure, in as a guest, bolt- and I
1: can't hear that either. Oh, bolt
2: shit. on the air? What
1: the hell's going on?
2: All right. Can you hear me now? You there? Um, Jay, I know you
1: clicked me onto the show, but I can't. Wait. Hang on. I hear myself twice.
2: Yeah, I, I muted one of them.
1: Okay, I hear you now.
2: Hey, welcome back.
1: Thank you. But now I'm hearing myself twice.
2: You still are? Yes. Oh, that's interesting because I muted one of yours.
1: You you muted the uh, host part. Yeah. Well, let me bring that back up and then mute Dre. Okay, that's back up.
2: And now I hear you twice.
1: Okay, now I muted the other Dre.
2: Okay. Do you hear me still? I hear you
1: twice, and I hear myself twice. But okay. You only hear me once because I muted the other Dre.
2: <laughs> right. I hear you once, and then when you had them both open, I heard you twice. But, hey, at least we can communicate. So the first time we've ever had this one happen, this is new.
1: All right. I'm, this is driving me nuts. I'm going to hang up Dre and see if I can stay on. Okay. Okay. Can you please me? tell
2: me? Can you still hear me?
1: I can still hear you.
2: So what a weird situation <laughs> there.
1: I don't know what the hell happened, but we but, we got it together and figured it out.
2: You know, I <laughs> I'm glad because you told me that you couldn't hear me. I could actually hear the drops that you were playing, even though you couldn't. And I couldn't um, hear a thing. So we're back.
1: Well, you're, you're, I'm back. You never left, but
2: uh, apparently, I thought I wasn't in the show, and then I started talking, and it was funny because I'm talking, and then you're talking. And I'm...
1: Okay, I can hear that. Okay,
2: all right, we're back. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Although what we've never hell? left,
1: <laughs> right? Um, where the hell was I?
2: Uh, you were going on about the Packers letting you mm-hmm. down, man. Hey, uh, what well, I yeah. didn't get to say was. <laughs> uh got to give full, i mean really give full credit to Dan Campbell. We don't talk about Dan Campbell and the Lions. You've been talking about their OC um every week. Uh just pulling out the the talking about balls of steel some of the plays. They were really playing for nothing, but they give credit to the Lions for getting that team up an hour after they were eliminated from playoff contention. They they could have rolled over. They could have been uninspired. I think they were more inspired. I love the Dan Campbell. Uh, either we're going to the playoffs or they're not. Uh, that's right. great.
1: Yeah. Um, i give him full credit. Absolutely. I'm just not surprised at all. I expected that from him. Um, so right. But, yes, uh, absolutely uh, full credit for getting that team uh, on the same page and, and playing as hard as as, as they did Uh I'm sure the Packers knew that that was coming too. Uh, they just didn't match it.
2: Yeah, it looked a lot like the first game.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was my letdown. Um, did you 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 didn't get to yours, right?
2: I did not, and I, I I mean, as we're going into the wild card weekend here, we're going into playoff football. <sighs> what really lets me down is the Ravens and the Dolphins because we have to watch like the corpse of those teams (laughs) trying to play playoff football this weekend. And and, I mean, sure. Miracles can happen, but if we have to deal with Anthony Brown and Skylar Thompson as the starting quarterback, Oh, Oh my God. I mean, I mean, we already know that, that, that Tyler Huntley, as as much as we've given him positive publicity on this show, uh, can't get it done this year. Anthony Brown and Skyler Thompson could be your starting quarterbacks in, in playoff games. Uh, if this doesn't give you Matt Moore vibes or, Ooh. Oh God, who is that guy that Arizona threw out there? The sacrificial was it lamb. McLoin? I've got, no, that was the Raiders throughout Matt. Oh, loin. Um, <laughs> and there's another one. And then yeah, there yeah. was one where Arizona threw out some, some buster, but these at least were backups. We're not even getting backups. We're getting third stringers now. Right, And uh, that's a letdown to me because that kind of takes a little bit of the juice out of this weekend when it basically makes two out of the six games that we're going to have a hard watch.
1: Almost unwatchable, yes, I agree. As a a shame for the Dolphins who put all that capital into the uh, the Tua, Mike McDaniel marriage and, and got them as far as they did for the first half of the season, first three quarters of the season. Um, and then the the concussions and there's nothing you can do when you, when you get those concussions to hit and uh, you get to the situation where clearly the guy can't be let on the field uh, against right. everyone's judgment. Uh, they've been, they were, they've been letting him on the field. And it, uh, you know, I hate to, to be Dr. Dre again, but uh, it, he clearly appears to be to me, Someone who's got the type of uh, brain that doesn't need to be playing in the NFL. He, he needs to just sit home and, and, and sell cars or sell insurance or do something else right. with his
2: life. I'm certain he would have himself a, a TV gig pretty quick.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you he know? can do whatever he wants.
2: Sit at a desk, be a color commentator, do any of those things. Although, sitting at the desk, he might get concussed. I don't know. No. I, just saying. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Camera zooms in too tight. Whack! Boom! Concussion.
1: Oh, man.
2: Don't 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 don't
0: don't 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 don't.
1: Yeah, um, and then the Lamar thing—we've talked about that. Like, we don't exactly know what the hell's going on there. That might be yeah. a, a, somebody taking care of his, his, his money more than trying to get on on the field. So we don't—that—that's still the, the jury's still on a, on on that one. Uh. But, yeah, no, it's uh, – you're right. It's six wild card games, and we should be all excited for it. But two of them, it's like, uh, you, you just hope it's not a complete blowout is basically what you're you're hoping for now. Yeah.
2: We've had better wild card weekend slates, I think, than what we're up against this weekend. But at least it's playoff football, you know. At least we're not watching the Broncos and the Rams <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the
2: Texans you know, there's a whole lot of teams I'm glad that we're not dealing with this weekend so thank God for playoff football
1: all we can do is hope that it doesn't devolve into that playoff that uh, when I was up there visiting you that one year uh, for, your, for our 30th birthday the worst playoff game we've ever seen we're sitting there watching together it was Tampa and Washington and it was, yeah. it was atrocious
2: That was a uh, that was a bad game terrible
1: Terrible football. And then I
2: believe the game after that was that when Carson Palmer got blowed up.
1: Oh, yeah, but, but they took the knee out.
2: Yeah, on the touchdown pass after he yep. touchdown, long touchdowns like a seventy yarder to Chad Johnson, and he got Kimo von Olhoffen on that play, and <laughs> that was the moment Carson Palmer was retired. Nobody ever told him.
1: He didn't know. We all
2: do. That's a, folks know. don't know. This is, that's a long-standing gag on uh, on our on our show and in our picks of games. So that, that's a deep cut right there.
1: That was when we turned uh, thirty, um, and we we just turned forty-seven. So seventeen years ago. Oh
2: was. man. Okay.
1: Seventeen years.
2: Whew. Yikes. All right. Uh, Joe. Where's Joe?
1: Uh, hang on.
0: Struggling.
1: Uh, our, our show is struggling because of the, uh, the the fact that one of us sort of dropped halfway through, but didn't. I, I was looking around, but did, did I touch something? Did I hit what happened? Uh, that was so odd. Um, the uh, I guess some multiples for for the Jeff Jeff Saturday. Are you still? Are you with us? Are you uh, still? Um, and and then. Lovey and the Texans? Struggling. Because they won, but they lost.
2: They lost, yeah. But they
1: kind of lost. I like how
2: Lovey Smith says this week that that was the biggest win of his Bears career. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least he's got a sense of humor about it. (laughs) That that is. That's great. I I like that a lot.
1: Um, Hey, hey. So yeah, nice F U by Lovey to the Texans, who he knew they were gonna fire him. little parting
2: him. gift, nice little uh, parting gift.
1: Yeah, we're we're just gonna throw the the touchdowns and, and the two point conversions, and we're gonna win the game, and we're gonna screw your Man. number one pick. Um, and a nice choke job by the Colts uh, again by Jeff Saturday uh, in his finale, as they uh, led multiple Davis Mills uh, desperation peeves, uh get pulled in by Jordan Aikens. So good on them. Uh, so they're definitely struggling. Houston was struggling, even though uh, they won the game. Uh, the, the Cleveland Browns uh, were struggling because uh, not only uh, for the loss, but because their radio guy, uh, the, the, the all time quarterback, Bernie Kosar, uh, he had a little too much confidence that the Browns weren't going to be struggling and wound up costing himself everything, his job and, and Uh, and a lot of money as well uh was it 18 or 19 oh yeah because he's he's, he was number 19 that's right it was nineteen thousand dollars uh that bernie bet uh legally in ohio uh on the cleveland browns to to win their finale which they did not do and then he got fired for gambling on top of that so that's uh, that's about as struggling as you can
2: okay you can't even gamble if you're the announcer
1: no, and no, and nor should you. You you, you want your announcers sitting up there uh, with money on the game?
0: Oh my God, this is terrible! Wait I'm a minute. gonna lose my You telling enough.
2: me? You telling me Harry didn't ever have any money on the Cubs?
1: Oh, wait a second, Steve.
2: I mean, wasn't Steve? Wasn't he always giving Steve a hard time about the ponies?
1: <laughs> Steve. Yeah, yeah, he was.
2: Steve, yeah, you I bet remember. those ponies all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's not thank an integrity. God have, of, thank God we didn't have BetMGM or any of that back
1: then. The, Harry would have owned it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, he would
2: have been the. He would have been on the ads.
1: Yeah, he would have been the the top pitch guy, and then beer would have Man, the,
2: Bud Man, and then <laughs> BetMGM.
1: Uh, yep, beer, Bud, and BetMGM all together would have would have been in the same ad. <laughs> uh, so it's not an integrity of the game situation, clearly, no. uh, because it's just an announcer, but. It's still a team employee sitting there betting on ah, the No, no I, no.
2: I, I, whatever. <laughs> Come on. I don't,
1: I, don't, I don't think that's kosher. I, I understand why they did that.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. There's only one thing that I said after that fourth and 20 heave into the end zone by, uh, <laughs> by Davis Mills. Are you kidding me? my <laughs> general. He's a general. He's a, he's been promoted. He's back. <laughs> he got another. He, de- he just got another star. That's right.
1: He was defrocked, but he but they had to put him back.
2: <laughs> so he's a general again. He's been promoted. Had to
1: That's right.
2: Davis Mills. Uh, a lot of, a lot of Bears fans should be showing up to their games with Davis Mills and Jordan <laughs> Aikens jerseys because that. I mean, that heave, a 4th uh, and 20 heave, pretty much last play of the game-type territory that gets caught in, like, triple coverage. I mean, just, what? <laughs> it, it, yeah, your boy. Your boy Saturdays, man. What a finish, <laughs> man. Oh.
1: I'm just proud of our guys for the effort that they put forth. I'm just, I'm just happy that we competed, man. After that one what? win that I had, and then we lost every single game. But I'm just and then glad then every we were out game
2: there. they kept losing in worse and worse and <laughs> worse fashion.
1: All-time. To then, to then record. lose
2: to the Houston Texans on a 4th-and-20 desperation heave. Yeah. I, Good I, job. Wow, and that guy.
1: He's being considered to, to, be, co- to, to be the permanent head coach. Because God knows we need more yeah. of
2: that. I mean – you could be considered and not get it. Uh, So it's nice that they're thinking about that, but unless the Colts are playing for the number one pick next year, I mean, if the Colts are playing for the number one pick, yeah, sign him right now. (laughs) I'm going to miss him when he's gone. this is a good bit we got going on with Jeff Uh, Satton.
1: He's uh, he's constant entertainment for for people like us.
2: He has put together... one of the most memorable six seven game runs as a head coach. I, oh I my mean, gosh! All, yeah. all time. All I mean, time. this is I mean, the, just the memories every week. What he is <laughs> he's given us better than Bobby Petrino or Urban <laughs> Meyer. I, I mean, after Nathaniel Hackett got canned, thank God we had just Saturday.
1: It's been a hell of a run, Jeff. But whatever man. you do from here, it, it's been wow, a hell of a run. Wow,
2: man. <laughs> I'm going to treasure this forever. I'm just going to soak it all up, man. So that was your Danielle, but you didn't give us your struggling.
0: Your I'll nowhere. tell you what,
2: I'm going off the field. I'm going, I'm, last week it was the NFL, and this week it's the NFL. And I'm going to die on this hill. NFL playoff seeding is the absolute worst.
0: Huh. I,
2: I, I do not believe for one second that just because you win your division with the way that some of these crap divisions play out that you are deserving of a home game. We should not have an eight and nine team hosting a 12 and five team this week uh, at all. Um, I've got no problem seeding by record. If you even want to seed by record and give the tiebreaker to a division winner, forget even head to head. That's fine. If you won your division and you have 10 wins, you'll get home field over anybody else who's got 10 wins. But you should not have eight wins or nine. Even the Jags, at nine and eight, they should not be hosting a playoff game because there are two teams with ten wins that are both on the road this week. And then in the NFC, it's even more egregious because we actually have a the, the 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 Bucks have the worst record of all of the playoff teams in the NFC. They have they have less wins than teams that didn't make the playoffs in the NFC. No way in hell that the the Bucks should be in San Francisco tomorrow getting their doors blown off by the 49ers. That's where they should be. But no, they're going to host the the Cowboys. Probably the best landing spot they could have gotten. Uh, I, As an 8-9 team.
1: I, I think I feel the same that I've always told about it, which is I certainly understand why it is that way to, to give a, uh, an actual – point of victory or reward for a team that survived its division. It's not that team's fault that its division sucks and it happens to be at the top of it. Uh, But at the same time, I certainly hear and understand the complaints of people who say, why the hell is that team hosting a a playoff game and they're under 500? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, Of course, I always have to mention and bring up one of the most incredible fan experiences watching at home of all time would not have happened if the division champion wasn't hosting no matter what the record was, because to see Marshawn Lynch and the, and the beast yeah. quake uh, that happened in Seattle, uh, which they're hosting the saints who had a much better record than they did, but the yeah. uh, 10 point underdogs, uh, home dog Seahawks uh, come through with the win, uh in large part, thanks to that run by, by beast um, and, and I jumped pushing off my couch. people aside and yeah. I, I was probably screaming uh, in my apartment back in so Chicago. I certainly remember and one of the
2: one of the greatest <laughs> calls you'll ever hear. Oh um, yeah! After the uh, after he stiff armed, was that Tracy Porter?
1: Yep, into the next level. Stiff armed,
2: yeah. When he, yeah, he sent him to another plane of existence. but <laughs> yes. Tracy Porter reappeared on the field about a month later. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Saturday helped him up. Man, that was awesome, man. <laughs>
0: Um, where the hell yeah, am I? No,
2: but, yeah, the Mike Mayock, the everything I? about No, I, I get it. We wouldn't have had that moment. I, you laughed at me, I believe, when I said that the Seahawks no. were going to win that game.
1: I did. It's another um, one where I no, laughed and then got, got egg on my face.
2: Yeah, because I texted you. I, I know you were excited to get that text after, that, <laughs> after the beast mode play. But, uh, yeah, I actually jumped off my – I don't have a lot of jump-off-my-couch moments. Um, that, that was, was one uh,
1: – I'm sure that, that was, was right before I the
2: miracle in Minnesota with the Stefan Diggs. I jumped off my couch sure. for that one.
1: I'm, I'm sure that was before I was enlightened enough to have my own cell phone. I'm pretty sure you called me for the, I might the have. The I,
2: I might have just <laughs> to rub it in.
1: <laughs> yes. Um so yeah. I, I, I get both sides. I, I'm 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 Mr uh Mr split the, the difference and call it right down the middle with the home team getting the playoff game and uh, not getting yeah. I I understand both ways.
2: Yeah, but I'm going to die on that hill. I think that there is. I know you are. I I, I don't like it because it's not a true bracket either, like you get in the NCAAs either, because after this round of the playoffs, it's all by seeding.
1: Yeah, it is.
2: Which is ridiculous. Which
1: which caused me a lot of uh, discussion and angst and trying to explain things at work because – I'm running a, a bracket uh, tournament at work. Oh for the no! Playoffs.
2: Well, and I had to. to it, it, yeah, you got to <sighs> do it week by week.
1: No, I just said fill out your bracket. Uh, some teams might not play the team that's next on the bracket. They might play another team. Don't worry about it. If you're whoever you pick to go through, if they win. The next weekend, you, you'll get the points for that win, too. Don't don't, okay. don't worry about it. it, it no, Bal, uh, Baltimore would play Kansas City if they won. They wouldn't play uh, the other two, three or whatever. No, it would not It, wouldn't, it right. would be a different team. But, yeah, it, it was. It well, was Baltimore a, would
2: play Kansas City unless Miami wins. Oh, they would unless play Miami Kansas
1: won then. and they'd be the lowest. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a long week. <laughs> Let's put it that I way. I wonder a what a
2: Baltimore-Miami parlay would win you tomorrow. Um, a, a I mean, you'd probably make more than the Mega Millions,
1: just <laughs> well, like a billion and it. a half. <laughs> the odds should be about that high for for both of them. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> if you take a Baltimore Miami, uh, let's say money line parlay, <laughs> <you> that better... <laughs> should pay
1: six hundred and seventy nine million to one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I'd... not to
2: give away a pick or anything.
1: <laughs> uh huh. Sure. <laughs> uh, so I gotta get I gotta get to my Daniels to finish out the uh the, the year. because uh, yeah. I got a few. I already did the uh I got three the hard way. I got that Dolphins cover. That was a Danielle. The game? <laughs> that Kansas City Chiefs snow globe play on uh Saturday night against the uh the Raiders that I'd never seen anything like that where they're all circling around uh doing ring around the posy before they break the huddle and go into their positions. I'm sure the Raiders are looking at that and going,
2: What the hell?
1: The hell are y'all doing? Uh, so it's a play that that, that really never happened, actually, because as it turned out, that touchdown was called back by uh, by penalty. Um, so it kind of happened in the, at the end of the first half, but it kind of didn't. But it was all over my Twitter. Twitter exploded when they did the uh, the snow globe thing, and I was like, "What? What?" <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I love Andy Reid. I love Eric enemy I love the creativity, but that was uh, that was something straight out of Pretty much like seventh grade peewee Wee uh, football. Like well, yeah, that was
2: even like last I was at the couple when they started doing all these crazy touchdown celebrations and they're basically playing kids games and they're doing like leapfrog and duck duck goose. I'm like, did uh-huh. these guys not mentally progress past the third grade?
1: That <laughs> uh, they're getting their inner kid, uh, I getting it out of their system. I, I suppose. Uh, I guess. And then Sunday night comes, and one last, Danielle. Running into the game, <laughs> 71. Lions running back Jamal Williams during his intro. Did you see it that? It was
2: great. It was great. Really? What? What? What are we doing? What? Jackson leader of the hidden village of the deal. What? Uh, yeah. What the hell was that? The Demoreous Wallace, uh, who is that? That's that's what we're.
1: Uh, I had to read on Twitter, of course, uh, that that was actually like a, a anime reference or something. I didn't oh. understand it, or uh, I was no,
2: getting <laughs> I was getting East West All Stars vibes yeah, out of that.
1: That's exactly what I thought it was too. Uh, I was like, okay, we're, we've we've arrived. We finally got to that point because we've been. Leading up to that with these introductions uh, every year, it gets closer and closer to, yeah. to, to the Key and Peel uh, uh, sketch. and it's, well, I thought
2: the sketch was a reaction to yeah, the stupid introductions.-hmm.
1: And then, but now the introductions are coming closer to the, to the actual Key and Peel. Jamaris Jamar, Jamar and Lamar.
2: University of Middle Tennessee.
1: The shower hand. University of Southern Mississippi. Tingle McCringleberry, Penn State University. Le Carpetron, Duke Marion, Florida Atlantic University.
2: DeDinkelech Morgoon, University of South Florida.
1: X miss Jackson Flaxen-Waxen, California University of Pennsylvania. Yeah, I thought that's where we were finally. I thought I think we're on our way to that. We're we're really getting because once you let someone do that, it, 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 he's not saying his name. He's not saying yeah. who he is. He's not saying his school. He's not saying anything. Uh, once you get to that level, first game. leader of the
2: hidden village of the Demon, and
1: everybody else is like going, "What the fuck? What, what did he just say?" What? When, we, when you got to that, you might as well just go full uh, Hingle McCringle Dingleberry. Dingle cause that's basically where you are. Man. Yeah, so that's that's where we are. That was that. I had to end the year uh, with with, uh, with, the, with the triple Danielle. That's exactly one of what these we years. Going someone's
2: with, just right. gonna go fudge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy, um, are, are, are we finished recapping? Uh, are we? Uh, do we got anything else?
2: <sighs> no. Yeah, that was fun. Now we get to get into the we get to get into the playoffs. Will be interesting. Giving these awards away next week because we're only picking from six games. So I have a feeling there's gonna be a lot of a lot of you know what would we call it uh overlap
0: not a overlap well
2: so it's okay though even oh. when i thought we'd agree on ones we still found things to differ on which is good because it just tells you that we're looking at things sometimes in a different way
1: and we'll uh certainly have a way to express our creativity and uh look yeah look at games in sort of a different manner and uh, hopefully that's what we provide for, on our show is a, is a different viewpoint than what everybody else is giving. You can go to ESPN a, and yeah. find people that sound exactly the same but uh, you're going to find something a little different here.
2: Yeah. We um, tend to it, not also have a lot of homerism or bias on this show. I mean, if we, have our, we have our rooting interest but we don't uh, get blinded by it.
1: We, we certainly try not to. It's, it's really hard to, to do that. Well, neither uh, one of us
2: have any of our teams aren't played in the playoffs either, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and the only other thing I want to say about Week 18, man, Seahawks, that, that, was, that was gift wrap. I'm sorry. BS roughing a punter call, gave him an extra yeah. drive. Uh, arm punt by Baker Mayfield gave Seattle the possession uh, for the overtime field goal. Uh, terrible interception, that, 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 whole, that whole playoff, uh, uh, that was just a complete gift for the Seahawks.
2: They, yeah, they I almost really feel like we've been robbed of this Lions team now. Being in yeah, the I
1: would love like to see. Yeah, I would have liked to see them uh, or the Packers, either one, uh, over the Seahawks. Yeah. So that's just me.
2: I mean, I I don't know if the Lions would have gone to San Francisco and, and fared much better than Seattle is about to, but we'll see. Don't want to give away a pick or anything.
1: Uh, we'll give away all of our picks for the uh, for the wild card round coming up in a couple of minutes. You are listening live to, in much less detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed, at imlddre, when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason's on Twitter too. His feed is at imldjtg. Our show is available as a podcast, where you can get the live show, and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and go through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address in much less detail at gmail.com You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at imldre and at IMLDJTG This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment, as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of J or me is strictly prohibited. Wild Card Weekend is about to start in the NFL. We uh, covered one slight variation to the uh, playoffs that the Bills and Chiefs, if they do happen to meet up in the conference title game, that game uh, would take place uh, in Atlanta, as Jason mentioned, the beautiful Dome Stadium in Atlanta. This is uh, after reportedly they asked uh, Indianapolis, and, and Jim Jimmer said, "Nah, don't don't feel like it." Uh, okay. Uh, so that, that settled as part of the uh, situation that arose when uh, there was uh, a, a lack of uh, yep. finality to the season with the well, uh, they, Bills they having one less game.
2: They couldn't get Indy because Jeff Saturday is probably still standing at midfield just taking it all in.
1: Man, I don't want to leave. This is the, this has been a dream come true, man. I do not want to leave right now. I know I got a family at home and everything, but I just want to stay here and enjoy it, man. I I just thank God. I'm just so blessed. Um, and <laughs> we get a new uh, NFL rule uh, for the uh, overtime in the, yeah. in the playoffs uh, this year. This
2: is, the, is this the Josh Allen rule now?
1: This is the Josh Allen rule. One possession mandatory for each team in overtime, no matter what the result of that first possession is. If it's a touchdown, the other team still gets a chance to match uh, no matter what. So one possession mandatory. We cannot have the great Josh Allen uh, have that playoff game that he had where the last thing he did on the field was throw a touchdown to win the game um, and then he turns out to be the loser so that uh, that's their attempt to have that not happen again and you know what I, I understand that too um, as far as our scoring system we have the uh, new system in place that is indeed one, game, one point for the wild card and three next week for the divisional round five for the conference finals and eight big points for the Super Bowl ah, okay, uh, so
2: it's one three five eight that
1: that's that's what you told me.
2: You pulled the tape or
1: Yeah. Yeah, I went back okay. listen. so, and listened. So that's what we're going with and that makes it a lot, uh, a, lot a lot more points on the line uh, as the playoffs uh, go forward. So uh should be fun. Should be interesting. So ready to get going?
2: Yeah, this is great. Anything that makes this more interesting and exciting and you know and and you get the you can get some big swings it makes the big games really matter.
1: That's right. So starting with the little games this weekend in the wild card. Um, they're all rematches of this season, which is interesting as well. Uh, all six games, they they the teams played each other earlier in the year. Obviously, the Seahawks and the 49ers uh, getting started tomorrow have played each other. They are division rivals. Uh Niners swept the Seahawks this season. Seahawks had 9 and 8, the uh San Francisco at 13 and 4 uh week 2. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, they San Fran swept, but they did it in many different ways. Week two, they started Trey Lance. He got that gruesome ankle injury. Jimmy G yeah. to the rescue, uh, and the Niners wind up winning twenty-seven to seven. The only Seattle points were off a blocked field goal. So basically, the defense shut the Seahawks out in that one. Week fifteen, Thursday night, Jimmy G's already done. Brock Purdy to the rescue. Um, And the Seahawks win, or uh, the 49ers win 21 to 13. Uh, Brock Purdy throws two touchdowns to George Kittle despite an oblique injury. Uh, So he's already fighting injuries off and still managing to beat the Seahawks. Geno Smith managed a touchdown pass in that game, but he had little protection. He had three sacks in that game. So the defense, again, uh, to the rescue for the 49ers. Um, In this one, it is, again, uh, Brock Purdy, the starter, and Geno Smith for the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks, of course, the big underdog in this one, as they should be, they are plus nine and a half at the Niners.
2: Yeah, we don't, uh, uh, thank God we don't do locks. (laughs) I'd want to lock, I would want to lock up so many games this weekend. Uh, and this would be the first of the ones I'd want to lock up. I, I, the playoffs is just a completely different animal and the Seahawks have been a nice story, better story in the first half of the season. They really struggled and limped along in the second half. Uh, I mean, they got it back together, you know, good for them. They held it together. Geno Smith had that sort of meteoric start and then started to crater in the second, maybe third quarter or so of the season. Uh, They, I guess, pulled it together um, to win their last two uh, that, that kind of stunning win over the jets where the, the Jets just completely fell apart and crapped the bed when we thought the Jets were primed to go up there and get a playoff spot. And then that one against the Rams was, yeah, you were right. That game was a little gifty. There was a little rest ball going on in that game. Um, so maybe Seattle really shouldn't be here at all. I don't mm. care. I mean, the, the Niners and that the the coaching, the players, they're healthy. They've got Debo back. They've got McCaffrey. I think they've kept him fairly rested and ready to go. They've won ten games in a row. They're gonna they're, they're gonna just scheme the Seahawks completely out of the building. The defense is probably the best in the NFL over the whole span of the season. I think the Niners are rolling. Niners squish, uh, and it's not enough.
1: One of our favorite uh, comparison points are, are, we got a lot of stats. I could, I I tried to paralysis by analysis myself this week uh, again, Good, Uh, but I, I I won't read all the stats uh, to you that I was looking up, but what the one that I saw that we usually go lean on, Hey, real simple. How, how do these teams do points wise during the season? What's what's their plus minus? How many more points are they better than their, their opposition? and the Seahawks are plus 6 on the year which is actually fitting for a 9 and 8 team so that actually makes sense and
2: 49 a 13 Niners, win team
1: yeah well, well we'll get to that and 49ers are plus 173 the season Man. which makes which makes sense for a 13 and 4 team so that all yeah. uh ties together uh Seattle 4 and 4 on the road this year and the Niners 8 and 1 um still not quite sure how Seattle got in To the playoff, they are they're just trending down in pretty much all the phases. And San Francisco is streaking; they are red hot and haven't lost in a couple months. Uh, Seattle isn't wearing down San Fran on the ground, right? Niners are the number two rush defense in football. So their only path to a win, I think, would be a showcase effort out of Geno and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And I just I don't think they have quite that that much of a connection, if that makes sense. Like, they, they it's not like they were putting together aerial shows all year. Gino had his career year. I understand that the best year as a quarterback you could possibly imagine. Uh, he he uh, they wrote him off, but he didn't write back, and that's absolutely correct. But uh, it's not like him and and Tyler and DK were just at the top of the highlight shows every single week. They they did okay uh, as a as a group, but. I don't think they uh, have that much of a connection to, you know, will this game away from Kyle Shanahan and, and, and all the weapons that the 49ers possess and all of that firepower Um, PFF podcast, pro football Focus podcast, gave me uh, that nugget of another stat that we like to lean on sometimes project led the league turnover worthy throws out of the quarterback. Here's the difference project can make up for that. (laughs) He can, make some plays on his own and and figure out how to make up for some of his mistakes. Number two in the league in turnover worthy throws. Oh God, Geno Smith. It's still there. He had some of those throws still. Oh God, Geno Smith best year ever for Geno, but still has those tendencies and just doesn't have enough of the other side of the, the, of the great plays and the great throws he did for the first half of the year, but certainly not in the second half. Um, I'm very curious to see what Kyle Shanahan shows in this third go around. When you see a team three times, he he pulled out Jimmy G the first time. He pulled out Brock and, and George Kittle the, the second time. What is he going to pull out tomorrow? It's going to be different. I, I don't know yeah. what, but it's going to be something that the Seahawks aren't prepared for. Uh, so, yeah, the old guard, Pete Carroll, uh, loosened up a bit this year, got the offense uh, into the postseason, now it's time for the young lion, Kyle Shanahan, to, to put him down. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be ugly, and, and I concur and take the Niners squish.
2: And, and you kind of glossed through one of the things that I wanted to point out. If you look at the sort of rise and fall this year, or more of so like the ebb and flow of Geno Smith's season, Geno Smith's great games are so heavily tied to their running game. So when Rashad Penny was right, and then in those games when Kenneth Walker was just a monster, the Seattle offense looked great, and Geno Smith was lighting it up. When it's all on Geno, that's when you get, oh, God, Geno Smith time. And Kenneth Walker and and DJ, those guys aren't going to get it done against the Niners. It's all going to be Geno Smith. He might throw four picks tomorrow.
1: Mm. (laughs) It's going to be a long day.
2: It's going to be a long day for the Seahawks.
1: So who do you see as your X factor in this game?
2: I'm going with our guy. Talanoa Hufanga. There you go. Back there at the safety position. I, he's going to wreck the running game. He's he's sort of playing that, um, I mean, I just hate to say it, but it's like that Ed Reed, Troy polamalu he's kind of given me that vibe where he can play the line, he can go after the quarterback, and then he's always around the ball. Um, I think he's going to wreck That's it tomorrow. I'm just saying, I think he's got that potential.
1: Okay. Uh, that is putting him on, on quite the, the platform right there.
2: Just, it reminds me of that inside, outside, you know, can play up front and in back. Not a lot of safeties can do that.
1: Yeah, I get it, where you look up 20 yards down the field and go, how did he get over there? I thought he was over – wait a minute,
2: how did he get – Right. Yeah. yeah. Or when we talk about, oh, God, who's the kid from uh, – Jamal Adams, right? Same thing. Uh, like 11, there's 11 uh, uh,
1: Jamal Adams on the field. <laughs>
2: there's 11 Jamal Adams on the field. That's how it always kind of felt. It feels like every time the Niners are wrecking something, there's Ufanga.
1: hmm No, that's that's a good one. That's, that's, that is my guy. Um. For Seattle, uh, another backdoor way to, to try to take control of the game is uh, take down the running game of the 49ers, try to control that. Um, I'll, I'll say an X factor would be if, if Seattle can get some great play out of their big defensive tackle, Puna Ford, uh, four plus tackles for loss each of the last four years. Uh, if he can disrupt Things up front, then it might be Purdy time. They might have Brock Purdy in some third and longs. That might be a way to possibly disrupt things, and and for the Seahawks to to, to hang around in there, uh, it, it's possible. I'm, I'm not calling on this thing. It's possible.
2: <laughs> like anything could happen. That's right. Who's who, uh, who? By the way, who's Brock Purdy's backup? Do we even know? I
1: have no friggin' idea.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, if, if Brock Purdy, let's just God forbid. If if he were to go down,
1: uh... <laughs> as I run quickly to the dump, to it's the Josh chart.
2: Johnson.
1: Oh, the old man, Josh Johnson. That's right.
2: Yeah. There you go. Josh Johnson.
1: And you know what? He'd be good.
2: Uh, yeah. Doesn't he'd actually who, be fine.
1: Doesn't matter who you put back there. It would, it would work out. All right, I'd, uh, I'd make you go first in, in every pick this year. I'll take this one. Uh, Clippers, Jaguars, uh, Los Angeles. Oh, boy. With, with Mike Williams on the shelf, man, what a what a terrible loss that is for them. 10-7 uh, on the year, 5-4 and four on the road, plus 7 on the season points-wise, plus minus. Uh, visiting the division champion 9-8 Jaguars, uh, but Five and two at home. Only two of those eight losses were uh, in Jacksonville. Uh, strange things happen down there in the, in the upside down in Duval County. Uh, Jags are plus fifty four on the year, despite being nine and eight. So there's a little hidden nugget of uh, how how dominant they can be, how good they actually can be when they have everything clicking the right way. Uh, L. A. is still at the at this moment in this in this. Uh, three wager line contests that I do, they're still the favorite uh, minus two and a half. And I actually thought that line might change with the, uh, the th- with the news today of Mike Williams being out with a, with a broken bone in his back because.
2: Uh, yeah, that's funny. Cause when I, I actually, uh, yeah, it's still two and a half.
1: Yeah. Uh, I thought that I thought it would change because of, uh, because of how important Mike Williams and Keenan Allen is to that, Chargers offense uh, because it's so much different when they're down right. and they're trying to use those two kids uh, Carter and Palmer and trying to use them as, as ones uh, and they are not ones they are threes at best uh, as far as I'm concerned uh, uh, yeah but Josh
2: Palmer and DeAndre Carter are not scaring anybody
1: I, I wouldn't think they are I
2: mean I hate to say it but when Keenan Allen is the only guy up or when Mike Williams was the only guy up it really made uh, Gerald Everett the number two more yeah, Austin because Echler. he's a Austin Eckler becomes <laughs> uh so much more into the passing game too then.
1: They they are both more consistent and, and more trustworthy uh to throw passes to than than either one of those two kids, that's for sure. Uh this is a rematch of week three, uh, when the Jaguars once again got some injury luck and went to Sofi and beat the hell out of the Chargers thirty eight to ten, uh Keenan Allen did not play. Uh, he had a hamstring injury. And on top of that, this was the very next game after Kansas City busted up Justin Herbert's ribs. So he, as we saw for the next month, month and a half after that, wasn't right. He uh, wasn't throwing the ball downfield hardly at all. The Jags just came in and routed him. Uh, three TD throws for Trevor Lawrence, 151 yards on the ground for the Jaguars. They dominated in every phase of that game, but that was a very, very long time ago. Uh, then this one. Hey, Herbert has has recovered. He's been playing much much better this last month, uh, so the passing game has been trending up, or was before Brandon Staley decided to send <laughs> Mike Williams out there. Uh, what the hell? I, hello. Yeah. I I completely left again uh, in in my ears. My this this time it was me that faded out. Oh. But I think that was a headphone issue because now I'm back. Okay. Okay. Anyway, I'm still here. You never left. You 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 still have never left. You've been here the whole time. Um, so anyway, in this one, uh, it's two franchises. Uh, what, what interested me coming in before the Mike Williams uh, news was it's two franchises bereft of playoff experience and which team's going to figure it out first, uh, because neither one of these teams uh, have, you know, neither one of them has been here before. This thing tomorrow night is going to be uh, electric. I mean, the Jaguars kind of went there last week. Uh, that was sort of, a, that was basically a playoff game. So uh, technically they kind of have more experience a, a, in a playoff atmosphere than the chargers do. Um, but it, it's, it's not the Jags defense of five years ago, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a real good defense that the Jaguars are rolling out there. Uh, they can control the game Um LA protection is is an issue. Has always been an issue protecting Justin Herbert. They've allowed 39 sacks this year. Uh, Jags are are getting pressure. Uh, 25.1% is uh, not too many teams getting pressure at that higher rate. Um, and then on the other side, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa trying to get pressure and lead uh, the Bolts and try to shut down Trevor Lawrence. So it's going to be uh, compelling. It's an even match, evenly matched game. Uh, the two and a half line is is pretty accurate. But I think now with that news, that should be flipped. It should be the Jags as the favorite. Um, I, I may have leaned Clippers before the Mike Williams injury, but they're, they're just not the same offense. We saw that. They're just not the same. I, I have to go Jags here.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to concur. Uh, of course, i got to have the Jaguars, right? Uh, no.
1: You got your team. Uh,
2: no and, and I'll tell you what. We didn't talk about this. And I'll give you my uh, – this might be a first ever for me because I'm going to give you my X factor right now. Okay. It's your guy. It's Brandon Staley. It's the coach. (laughs) We know that this guy is just sort of maniacal managing these games to the point where when he actually coached a football game like the way you're supposed to, you had to call him out on the show and give him smartest of the week for not just being a complete moron (laughs) and and, and leaving points on the field. No, he actually – managed to win the game and it was crazy like what's Brandon Staley doing he's just he's just go for it guy I'm mean, at because when you really break it down if they're, they're they both don't have playoff experience Herbert's first game Lawrence's first game you know a lot of these guys the Jags are very young um, but I'm giving the edge to Doug Peterson that this is a Super Bowl winning coach I don't think he's gonna lose his marbles in this game the way I think that Brandon Staley could, Uh, and you know, going for it in his own territory and passing up, leaving points on the field that could come back to bite you later. All of the things that I have railed against on this show for the last couple of years about Brandon Staley could all come to a very ugly head in in this game tomorrow. So I, of course, am going to concur with you and take the Jags because I just don't trust that coach, which means who's your X Factor?
1: uh staley being an x-factor is is really smart because he could surprise you and everybody else and look at his you know offensive output without mike williams and say i I can't go for it on fourth down what (laughs) to to who
2: for who yeah to me that's that's the wild card in this game no pun intended no i i get it uh
1: the the aforementioned DeAndre Carter is my X Factor because yeah. uh he's he's a returner as well as a receiver, uh three receiving touchdowns this year. He's got to step up in Mike Williams absence. Him, Josh Palmer, they got to get some production out of somebody else. So if they have any chance of winning them, they they cannot rely on Keenan Allen going fifteen catches for two hundred yards, which he could do in his prime, but his prime is, is a little bit past him. Um and besides that the Jaguars are smart enough to, to sit on him and make make Justin Herbert go somewhere else. And until Justin Herbert proves he can uh, reliably and consistently go in another direction, I I think the Jackets are just going to smother Keenan out. So one of these other kids has got to step up. All right. Well, that works two for two. We are. Let's move on to Sunday and see how that shakes out. Oh, Dolphins, Bills. Oh, boy. So We pick them is, all. Oh, uh,
2: wait, I can't say that in the
1: playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> we, we pick them all, playoffs or not. Um, it, it will be apparently, it's got, again, for the second week in a row, it's going to be Skyler Thompson, even though Teddy Bridgewater will be the backup. He's healthy enough to be the backup, Yeah, but he can't really throw deep. They said he can't throw injury, the
2: ball more than 20 yards.
1: Which makes him a hell of a backup quarterback, doesn't it? Makes um, him better so than
2: Skyler Thompson.
1: <laughs> Teddy is,
2: is throwing throwing going to throw more than 20
1: yards? <laughs> uh, to the other team, perhaps, yeah. yeah.
2: Um,
1: so it, it will be Skyler uh, for the Dolphins. It will not be Tua. We don't know when or if Tua is, is coming back. Um, the Dolphins have major injury issues besides that. It's not bad enough that their uh, Pro Bowl quarterback is – well, did he, he didn't make the Pro Bowl. He made the Pro Bowl. He won the Pro Bowl vote, he but he did not make votes. the Pro Bowl. Oh boy!
2: I, I still, um, I still believe he will be too concussed to play uh, flag football.
1: <laughs> uh, you, you may be right about that. Uh, they don't have their, their left tackle, Ter, uh, Teron Armstead. He's got everything beat up. He, they, they might have him. He's listed as questionable, but he, I've never seen an injury report quite like that. He's got like literally four different body parts listed uh, on his injury report. So, uh, the the shot, the, the thought of him playing is a very, very long shot. Um, And their running back, Raheem Mostert, broke his thumb last week. So all sorts (laughs) of issues for the Dolphins. It just Just, keeps
2: getting better and better for these guys.
1: This never ends.
2: Oh, and Um, you get to go play the best team in football.
1: And you go get to to play the team that's got DeMar Hamlin on their side and every kind of momentum you could possibly hope for. But, hey, the Bills uh, lost uh, Isaiah McKimsey to a hammy uh, this this week in practice. So there's hope, maybe.
2: Oh, Uh, that's it. There it is. There's your hope. It's over.
1: Uh, Miami nine and eight three and six on the road uh, minus two on the season bills 13 and three six and one at home plus 169 on the season yep. uh, no surprise biggest spread of the week Dolphins plus plus thirteen and a half at the bills
2: you know it's good I picked this at 14 so I, I get a half a point in my favor <laughs> um, I'm, I'm giving them all um, I know that the amount the volume of points here is always scary but we talk about it with the bills it's what level of motivation? I don't care who their opponent is. This is the playoffs. Now they've everything else that happened this season for the bills in the regular season. None of it mattered. We, if they slept, walk through games, uh, once they went on this playoff mission and now they're on this playoff mission with this whole DeMar Hamlin thing going with them too. uh and knowing how their season ended last year, and I think that they, this is Super Bowl or bust for the Buffalo Bills, I think they are absolutely going to destroy the Miami Dolphins and poor Skyler Thompson. I would not want to be him tomorrow. Um, not saying that they won't be able to move the ball and kind of like in fits and starts, but I have a feeling it's going to be uh, a lot of field goals or a lot of having to go for it because of the pressure that the Bills are going to put on this very suspect Miami defense. This has got major blowout potential. I'm taking the Bills and giving the two touchdowns.
1: Uh, in week three, the Dolphins somehow got outgained, outplayed, out everything uh, well, in Miami. It was a hundred forty Bills.
2: degrees on the field,
1: and yet the Bills players, literally staggering and, and almost collapsing in the heat, uh, managed right. to succumb to the Dolphins, twenty-one to nineteen. Miami sort of rope a dope them to sleep in, in that one. That was um, also the
2: game when Tua had no business coming back into that game. By the way,
1: he could cut his back in in that game.
2: Yeah, he <laughs> hurt his back. He <laughs> staggering dead.
1: around, and they said it was because of his back. What? Okay. Yeah. Um, in week fifteen, uh, the Dolphins shocked the hell out of me by coming up to Buffalo and hanging with the Bills before losing thirty two to twenty nine. Very impressive effort by Miami and Tua uh, in the Buffalo cold and snow. Uh Tua showed growth as a quarterback to me in that game, but Josh Allen rose to the occasion, which he tends to do. Four touchdown throws and seventy-seven yards rushing. Uh that's the, the most impressive thing to me about Project is he has shown himself to be someone that can win any game, any style you want. You want uh tough slug it out, bad weather, rugged, he in that way you want aerial show up and down the field through the air. Uh, he can do that. There's literally no style of, of play uh, that he can't do, um, and now he gets to do it against uh, someone that's not Tua, which is just uh, a complete gift to the uh, to the Buffalo Bills. This, uh, this should be a three touchdown squish, uh, and, and it should be yeah. the start of the the run for Demar. The, again, the movie uh, is is being made and the script is being written, and, and everything is. Uh, in, in the momentum in the in the area of Buffalo, everything's on their side. Um, I will concur and give the thirteen and a half.
2: Ah, all right. So, and
1: who's your X factor in this one?
2: I'll tell you what. When the uh, when the Bills traded away Zach Moss for Naheem Hines, who's now one of their big contributors on special teams, it was because James Cook more with the football and he has moved himself into a real nice number two spot. He's active in the passing game. Him and Devin Singletary, he, there's really no big drop-off when either one of those guys have to go on or off the field. Um, I'm watching James Cook, rookie, running back for the Buffalo Bills.
1: Alvin's brother. I, I like him a lot. Um, to me, the, uh, my, all of the Miami special teams is the, uh, is the X factor in this one. Their coach, Danny Crossman, uh, league worst kickoff return allowed uh, average. Naheem, rev it up. Get ready. You might have three. (laughs) They need to contain Naheem especially to open the game. If he runs another one back to open the game, they can just pack up and leave. You know what
2: the best part is? I bet you the Pats won the toss and deferred.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They did. I heard that. They absolutely did. Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> the great special teams guru, Bill Belichick, deferred yeah. and watched that happen.
2: Yes, tell you you're, what, you're Miami, right. if you win the toss, take the <laughs> ball tomorrow.
1: <laughs> and give it to Skyler Thompson? Uh,
2: well, we'll just give it to Naheem Hines and start off 7 nothing. <sighs> uh,
1: worst of both worlds. Uh, you'd, you'd lose either way. Uh, the New York Giants, in the afternoon Sunday, will visit the Minnesota Vikings in a game that is 100% guaranteed to end in a field goal. These it's two the teams cannot goal. play <laughs> it is the fraud bowl. They can't play to anything other than the field goal it just depends on which side you're going to pick. Uh the right. Giants or the uh or the Vikings side. The Giants are 9-7 and 1. The Vikings are 13 and 4 and neither team finished above water in plus minus. <sighs> Giants were minus 6, Vikings were minus 3. Unbelievable. Uh Vikings were 8-1 at home and still finished underwater how did they do that um and the giants were four and four on the road uh vikings will be shorthanded in their defensive backfield cameron dantzler is likely out with the personal I- uh, issue um in this one of course the pro spread is three because it has to be there's no surprise yep. there uh vikings are minus three at home vikings were minus three in week 16 when they hosted the giants and they won by three Twenty-seven, twenty-four. I yeah, picked that exact They score. were four.
2: They were four and a half point favorites in that game, and we were both like, "Nope, this is a field goal game."
1: Oh, okay, you're right. They were. Uh, we won
2: that pick, so Vegas because, got wise.
1: <laughs> they were like, "Wait a minute, why why did they make them a four and a half point? They they can only win by three. They can only play to a three point game. Um, yeah, they, they have four. We uh, it, was, it was four by the time we four. picked it, yep. but yeah."
2: And we said it's a field goal. That's even better when we get You're that right. cue. We both, we both had gold gold the, gi- the Giants.
1: Yes. Uh, so the Fraud Bowl, the first time, the uh, two teams had racked up less than impressive Ws. They faced off and it came down to a field goal. Uh, Greg Joseph from 61 to walk it off. <laughs> it was destined to be a field goal game.
2: Oh.
1: So the, the Giants, uh, they must keep the pressure on Kirk Cousins uh, or else Justin Jefferson is going to go nuts. So they, they know that. Um, the key may be the explosive running backs uh, because both those running backs can go off. They they, they struggle to be consistent. Uh, Saquon Barkley sort of fell off as the season went on, but he had a great first half, um, and Dalvin Cook has, has been hot and cold all season. Um, guaranteed to finish within a field goal again. There, there's no doubt about that. It's just which way are you gonna go, Giants uh, or, or Minnesota? Um, here's your one of your favorite stats: only 49 missed tackles on the season for New York. That's actually really low, really good. It is. Uh, so it's gonna, but that's gonna force possibly Minnesota to uh, rely more on Kirk Cousins to, uh, to to Justin Jefferson, which is a combination when they decide to hook up is pretty much unstoppable. Um, you got to take one side or the other. I I, I don't.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's,
1: it's going to be a field the... goal, I <laughs> I'm going to take It'd be Minnesota. It would it. be a
2: lot easier if there was a hook on this.
1: You're you're right, uh, but but there isn't. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take Minnesota and give the three. I don't have any real good reason why.
2: All right. Well, you know what? I'm actually taking the Giants and the three. Okay. I actually don't think that the Giants are afraid of the Vikings, especially after going down there once or going up there once and having a good showing. They have an added element the Vikings uh, don't have. They have a quarterback that can run to complement Saquon Barkley in the running game, and they've been competent with this group of receivers, Uh, which goes to my X Factor, waiver wire pickup, Isaiah Hodgins, who has been extremely valuable to them here down the stretch. He has a touchdown in four of his last five games. His best game of the season, by the way, Christmas Eve, in Minnesota, eight for 89 and a tutty. Um, I think that the Giants might actually win this game. Um, because first of all, this is Kirk Cousins at 3.30, not at one o'clock or noon. So
0: <laughs> watch out for that night, night,
2: too. Though. It's not but night. It's not, prime it's, time. Not, it's not after It's, but it's afternoon, not afternoon. But it's not yeah. that noon start. But no, that's just a joke. But. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the Giants because it's again it's going to be a field goal. It's probably, this game will probably just be a push anyways. Yeah. Um So I'm going to still I'm going to take the Giants side of it because that Vikings defense is hor- horrible.
1: Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, I will uh, look to a special teamer to possibly make the difference in this uh, even matchup. Kene Wangwu can run it back for the Vikings anytime. He's a great kick returner, twenty six point three average. Uh, kick returns this year, three career touchdowns. Uh, don't be surprised if Kene Wangwu breaks one off.
2: Okay. And then somehow in a two-hour show with only six picks to make, we have four minutes left.
1: I can't believe we have two picks left and three minutes. How in the hell did we get – well, we had connection issues. That played a big part. We did. That so...
2: cost us at least a good five, ten minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, So there is that much. But also we are very long-winded. Uh, we are so long-winded, I would say give our picks for these two games and then just go back uh, just so we can get them yeah, if, live. We need to
2: ex- if we, Yeah, I'm sure we can expand on it. Uh, let's just give our picks and our X-Factors, and then uh, we'll go. And then
1: expand okay. as the uh, as the after show goes. Yeah. Sunday night, Baltimore at Cincinnati. It is going to be uh, Snoop Huntley at quarterback for Baltimore um, and the Bengals' uh at home, Baltimore 10-7 on the road. Um, Baltimore is the big dog, plus 8.5 at Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm giving them all. I've taken all three of the big favorites this weekend. I'm giving all of them with Cincinnati. uh, My X factor, although taking Cincinnati, if they're going to do anything against them, Baltimore needs to get a pass rush. I'm going to JPP. Old Three Fingers himself (laughs) is my X factor tomorrow.
1: Uh. The, the Bengals, right Sunday. Uh, the, the Bengals are uh, have the talent advantage. They're great. I can't take anything away from them. I'm going to roll with the uh, experience and the more disciplined team against the spread. I will take Snoop and the eight and a half and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and the pass rush getting to the beat up Cincinnati O line is a big key. And that's why my X factor is O three three fingers JPP. We have the exact same X factor <laughs> in that. One. That's awesome. That is unbelievable. And then the Monday Nighter, the Cowboys and the Buccaneers—the uh, sort of Fraud Bowl two this weekend. Uh, Twelve and five Dallas, eight and nine Tampa. Dallas is, of course, the favorite, minus two and a half at Tampa.
2: I'm taking um, Tampa here. I expect Tommy to be in playoff mode. He's probably going to have sixty attempts. Um, but this is this playoff, Tommy and Mike Evans and. It, it, these guys just – maybe the light really does just switch on for these guys. Who knows, like it did against Carolina. I'm going to take Tampa to win. i going with uh, their scrappy rookie tight end, k Otten is my X factor. All
1: right. Uh, there's only two teams playing this weekend, as I mentioned earlier, trying to tie us all in a bow, uh, that are getting 25% pressure or higher, the Jags and the Cowboys. I, I suppose uh, if it comes down to trust uh, – Tommy over Dak would be the play, but I'm actually going to trust the Dallas defense more uh, that this version of Brady, who he can't play until the last three minutes of the damn game. That's great. Um, it, it bit him. Uh, uh, it, it should bite him this time. It didn't bite him in week one because Dak was the one that blew up in that first game. But in this one, I, I, I can't trust Tommy the way he's playing right now. I, I think Micah Pearson's uh, sits on his head. And I'm taking the Cowboys giving the two and a half. And my X factor is the big man for Tampa in the middle, Vita Vea. Uh, different run defense when he's out there. Uh, seven tackles for loss it was a career high. Six and a half sacks, a career high. Uh, he can make things difficult for the Cowboys running the ball in the middle.
2: All right, sounds like we might be in the after show now. Uh, we are. So I didn't get to say it when I made the Tampa pick, but I'm doing the same thing. And since it's only one point right now, it's not even that costly. I'm just doing the reverse psychology. I'm picking Brady till he's gone. <laughs>
0: there you so go.
2: Because I, 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 I want them gone. I, I want Tampa eliminated. They're eight and nine. I want them out, but I actually have a really weird feeling like they're going to win this game. Because let's not forget, this is Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn.
1: Mm. Uh, that's why it was a, a tough pick, because I want both of them gone. Can both of them lose this game at the same time? <laughs> I want the Cowboys and the Buccaneers Is off Dak my team. going to do a
2: quarterback sneak up the middle with time expiring? Oh, oh God. <laughs> we have no
1: timeouts. What should we call? I don't know. The play that guarantees that the clock keeps running? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good one. Do that. Yeah.
2: On uh, two. Break.
1: <laughs> break. Uh, uh, that's what. Uh, it's, it's so tough to trust the cowboys, but uh, but I'm gonna trust them more because Tommy yeah. is so inefficient and, and ineffective until the last three minutes of the damn game. So if they win, and those, those other
2: last three minutes. minutes of the game might be enough yeah. to it, yeah. put them it, over. It and I get a couple of points here, even though I think Tampa is gonna sneak this one out. I'll take a I'll take a two point loss for Tampa. This feels like a. I think this is gonna probably be. I hate to say it. The best, quote-unquote, best game, probably the most competitive game. I think the best game well, potential. I think I think Jags Chargers has the best game potential because um, it,
1: it's a dip-
2: teams that we haven't seen. It's new, right? I like that.
1: Sure. Um, definitely a lack of experience, uh, but, yeah, lack of staleness too. But, yeah, differentiate between best game of the week and best TV because uh, it's not always the same.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, I think that that Jags Clippers game could be wild. I, I, you know, like it could be a back and forth, exciting game. I think this Dallas Tampa game is just going to make it'll be good in a respect that it's close, but we're probably going to have barf bags next to us for the whole game. <laughs>
1: uh, I well, I was going uh, sort of the other way. I thought. I think Dallas Tampa might be the best TV even though it won't be the best oh, quality of football. So it
2: might be the best like drama.
1: Right. Yeah, you can't turn it off cuz you're like what is going on out here? I can't I can't look away. It's like a like a car crash. Yeah.
2: Tommy does not take sacks though. I think he's the least sack starting quarterback in the league. Uh, he's definitely
1: getting rid of the ball quicker than any other quarterback. He's like, get yeah. this thing out I mean, of my so, hand. So I mean, that's
2: why I went with the tight end. I mean, I think they just neutral. I think the easiest way to neutralize that pass rush is just you know two step out, out,
1: <laughs> Snap and throw it. Sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, he'll throw the ball. Doesn't even get it on the laces. He'll he'll throw it cold like that. But I mean, hey, I, I'm not. I mean, he's the, the he's the the s goat. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think Dan Quinn would love if he kept doing that and trying to get it out quick because he's got that gambling defense that'll jump in front of those balls.
2: That's what you got to do against Brady is if what they got to do is they got to clog up those, those quick passing lanes. If they can do that, you know, drop some coverage instead of trying to, that's where I think that's going to be the chess match in the game is, are you just going to flood, going to flood the passing lanes and, and not, uh, get blitz happy because if they blitz Brady it's over. Uh, Tampa's going to win.
1: Well, I don't th- yeah, I don't think they'll blitz him too much, but I think the other chess game is will Tommy get together with Byron Lethwich and figure out some some sluggos, some uh some play action, some play fakes and some uh pump and goes cuz yeah. that those guys jump everything, man. No, ne- I've never seen a cor- a cornerback that falls for the fakes and jumps for it like Trayvon Diggs does. He oh, gets faked out of his shoes. He, he's Marcus every Peters every time.
2: He's modern day. He's, he's new. He's the new Marcus <laughs> Peters. It's a pick six or it, it's all right. It's almost scoring a touchdown on this play.
1: <laughs> Either you or me,
2: one of us is scoring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I'm gonna jump this ball and go to the house, or I'm jumping air and you're wide open. One of the true. other.
2: That's it. That that's you target Trayvon Diggs. Someone's going to the house.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, it's going yeah, like I said, uh, maybe not the best quality, but certainly uh, yeah. some some compelling television. And then uh, what, Baltimore Cincinnati.
2: I, that this is the one I was surprised. Of all the picks that we made, this I one surprised How could you be surprised?
1: Me surprised at me Loving on John Harbaugh and I know, the Ravens.
2: I know you love the Ravens. I, I know you love Harbaugh. We, we, we've given them their flowers for organizational competency and the coaching. I just think they're going to get killed. The Cincinnati is just on a different talent level than them. Baltimore's only hope, and this is why we both have their pass rusher as our
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> um, X factor, because if they don't get to Joe Burrow, it, it will get ugly.
1: But I definitely think they're going to get to Joe Burrow. I didn't get into the uh, injuries, but uh, already down Lyle Collins. Now right guard Alex Kappa is out. He hurt his ankle last week. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's getting ugly already for, for the Bengals. I mean, but he took
2: did, nine sacks last year in their first-round playoff game that they won.
1: And still won. I understand that, uh, but like the Titans in Jacksonville uh, last weekend – John Harbaugh can maneuver and scheme up and and just kind of yeah, ugly it no, up no. and There's, figure away. They're
2: gonna be they're gonna be ready. I just I got and I'm not saying this game doesn't have the potential to be close, but yeah, I could see this being a, a ten point game. You know, I, I cause the, the question isn't can Baltimore's defense, you know, do some good things. The question is, can they score when they have the ball? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I don't see any ex- explosive plays from Tyler Huntley. I understand that. But he shouldn't give up the strip fumble to lose the damn thing like Josh Dobbs, too. You know, he, he's smart enough <laughs> right. to take no, care so, of the thing.
2: So Baltimore is going to be competitive in this game only if they get pressure, they get turnovers, yeah. mm-hmm. they, they get mm-hmm. some special team stuff. Because it's just, I mean, if this is Tyler Huntley starting every drive 25 or inside is 25, forget it.
1: Well, that was the, the last point that I wrote down, was if Baltimore defense has any playmakers, any playmaking, they need to bring that, and the Cincinnati Bengals protection uh, can let them bring yeah.
2: it. That's why when I looked at them, I'm like, I'm going to the old dog, and so did you. So, you know what, we do this at least once every postseason. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, on a 53-man <laughs> roster, we pick the same X-factor.
1: I swear, I looked up and down at all those. They got a bunch of edge rushers. They got some young pups, too. And, yeah, yeah. I, I just happened to pick JPP, and so did you. Well, I went with JPP because
2: I'm like, they got, they need the veteran. That's what you yes. need. You need the old dog to get after the quarterback. Get it, get it from the guy that you don't necessarily expect it from, like the guy who's long in the tooth, like the whole Eagles defense, <laughs> you know. I get from those re- guys.
1: Three sacks this year, but veteran leadership—that's why I picked him as my my X factor. We we picked him for the same reasons too. So there you go.
2: Yeah, because if he if he can get to Burrow twice, I mean they could. Who knows? They can get the Burrow seven, eight, nine times um, <laughs> if they really wanted to. Um, but that also leads to the other side, which is uh, you got to help Burrow out. Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, Cincinnati's got to be able to run the ball. And I don't know what the hell's going on with Joe Mixon. He, you want to talk about Heckel and jide? He's Very had shaky. some of the greatest games we've ever seen from a running, and just that he just ghosts.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no reason for the Bengals to have ranked 29th in running this year. That's, yeah, there's a
2: stretch there where they were running out Samaje p Ryan, right? Uh, more effectively, when Mixon came back, they were still using p Ryan in the mix.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, if that's who's the hot hand, that's the hot hand. So, that's yeah. right.
2: It's the playoffs. Who cares? We're not here. We don't care about your hurt feelings in the playoffs.
1: And credit doesn't matter. Uh, Baltimore plus 35 on the year. Since he plus 96, I didn't give the uh, the other plus minuses. And Dallas-Tampa, the other reason that kind of swayed me, Dallas plus 125 for all of their faults. Tampa yep. minus 45.
2: Jesus Christ. That's a playoff team.
1: And that's your division champs.
2: Is a playoff. Uh, that That's just obscene.
1: The NFC South champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
2: Whereas you got the lions at nine and eight sitting on their couches plus twenty six
0: uh-huh
2: yeah, so that's the n f c ends up with three teams with a negative point differential um yeah. the AFC only had one that's the the dolphins were only minus two
1: I, I now don't they're, minus,
2: they're not only minus two they're minus two
1: <laughs> uh, see what you did there. I don't, don't think that's ever happened. I don't think we've seen a weekend, a, a playoff weekend with four teams underwater, but they were all in the playoffs.
2: Uh, no, four different you know, teams. and we, and we usually overemphasize the, uh, you know, team with the losing record that makes the playoffs. I remember the year that the Seahawks did it was so rare. Cause it was like the first time that it happened. And I yeah. predicted that when we did our, Preview show that year, I said we're going to have a, a sub five hundred uh, division winner, which
1: back really. then
2: was like edgy,
1: uh, unheard of. Now you I just kind
2: of expect. I'm, I'm sure I laughed at that. It. Yeah, now you just kind of expect that one of the teams that gets it, and this is because they this happens because they went from the three divisions to four. That's why this happens, right? And you're just going to have one division or two divisions that are so overweight. And then you're going to end up with that um, NFC South where you had one team at eight and then all the others at seven. No,
1: you're, you're absolutely right.
2: And, and uh-huh. it just mathematically works out that you're going to end up with these um, poor record division winners every once in a while. Thank God we were spared. What was it? That NFC East last year when we thought we'd have like a six win division <laughs> winner where it was going that way for a while.
0: Yeah,
2: like you could have a team that won six games or seven games, win the division. Thank God we didn't. Um, it was bad enough when we had that seven. Was that seven and nine? That Seattle team. I think it was. That was yeah, because that's the only, yeah because that's the only way back then you could have a losing record because otherwise you're eight and eight. Uh, but still, yes, we just, haven't
1: had me. a six and ten. Thankfully.
2: No, not yet.
1: <laughs> not yet. Might be. Might be on the horizon.
2: Yeah, if, if Tampa didn't get hot late, we could have had another seven win. Um, we could have had that seven and ten, or, yeah, oh God, no, it would have been eight and nine Carolina if they had not uh, All right. choked away that that game.
1: That's right. Uh, Steve Wilkes would have taken a – it would have been a second time that we'd ever seen a, a coach overcome the organization and bring his team into the playoffs after uh, Sean McDermott in Buffalo.
2: Yeah, but every every team in the NFC South, by the way, had a negative point differential. Ugh. The Bucks were also the worst of the four.
1: <laughs> the champs.
2: Yeah, the champs. So, yeah, this, this season has been the uh, – we are living in the upside down, huh?
1: We really are. And it's just getting started. The playoffs begin tomorrow or today now. Um, and, it, I, and, of course, it's the playoffs, so it's still – exciting and still looking forward to it still can't wait to get home from work tomorrow and then fire up the DVR and and get started on playoff football because it's the playoffs
2: yeah and you know and we disagree on three but because the wild card weekend is so low leverage because it's the start uh neither one of us is putting the other away this week
1: no 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 no
2: we disagree on three. The, we agreed on the first three, and we disagreed on the last three.
1: That's right. Well, settle in. Uh, uh, Saturday and Sunday will be the, uh, the the calm before the storm, and then Sunday afternoon we we start uh, we start dueling, we start duking it out.
2: Yeah, and then with next week being three point games, if we either one of us take one of these three games from the other, meaning the other person can only come up with a net one uh that basically is less than a game difference going into a three-point weekend. So that makes it fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Next we're, week. We're...
2: That's my week.
1: Uh-oh. Uh, it has been historically uh, but, but we'll see how it, how it shakes out. Um I, I didn't have anything else I needed to get to. I just very, very briefly wanted to mention that I unfortunately had another bowling teammate uh, perish. Uh, wait, we uh, a second one. Well, I, a, a, bowl, a league mate, I should say. I think I said teammate, oh, okay. but I meant to say league mate. He wasn't on my team, but he was ah. uh, in the league. Um, yeah, Mike Anderson just just had a massive uh, coronary at his job, and uh, and he wasn't. I don't know how old he was, but he wasn't old like he he might have been older than me, but he might have been my age like he wasn't and he wasn't overweight, not you know he he wasn't bat, he he wasn't obese, I'll say that he may have had a right. beer gut a little bit, but he wasn't uh, some old guy waddling around he was energetic, he was funny, um he was the best damn bowler in the league, I think his average was like two twelve or something like that wow, um. I was le- legitimately this close to asking him to to be a doubles partner in a in a tournament up there at the, at the alley that we're at uh, because he's the best damn polar in the league, um, and, and then he drops dead. Unfortunately, it's just unbelievable. Um, so just just to say, you never know. Just uh, you know, we all uh, sometimes need that perspective. Um, I was sort of on alert when the Demar Hamlin thing happened. The I'd, I'd hate it when something like that happens and the talking heads get on TV and says, well, now this puts everything in perspective. Uh, because my feeling is everything should be in perspective already if it's not yeah, you, you another shouldn't problem. You should
2: need, like, some sports player or, or celebrity to die. Like, every time some celebrity dies, my mom sends me a text. Yeah. And, and I'm just, I don't care. People <laughs> die all the time. But because well because they was... should care more because they were in a movie. Or something. No, and I don't, and that sounds cold, but you no, know, you should, you know, it doesn't change anything for, for me. And even the DeMar Hamlin thing, which is shocking and you hated to see it. Um, it, it, it didn't make me think about life. Right. It made me think yeah. about him and his situation and hope he didn't die and hope I wake up yeah. the next morning and see he's dead. Um, but it didn't make me, you know, I didn't go and hug my kids tighter that night. Well, what's oh, I wrong just with love you? Kid. I I'm... love you kids so much. There's a football player almost died.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. It,
2: it I'm trying to, to mention, sound uh, callous. I'm just, you know. yeah.
1: Was your mom uh, texty and weepy over uh, Lisa Marie last night?
2: You know, I don't think. I think I heard that from my wife, and it was just more in passing. I think my wife's kind of on that same wavelength as I am, where I don't need to. But she just saw it on something popped up, told me. Right. And my mom actually didn't send me anything on that one. Huh. Okay, I'm shocked.
1: <laughs> She'll get to it, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But she's not listening right now because we're in the after show. Uh, but yeah, my my point is, uh, it is not a put put everything in perspective point. It's a uh, you never know point. That's that's all I'm saying. Right. It's just. Uh, live your life and do what you're going to do uh, but but don't think that you know tomorrow is, is going to I'll do that tomorrow, I'll do that next week you, you never know yeah. I'm sure he had a lot of uh, things if, he wanted to do next week
2: if you remember boy this is going back a long way but Saturday Night Live when Eddie Murphy was on there
1: that yeah, is they a did the whole,
2: they did the whole episode about uh, when Buck Week got shot
1: yeah I vaguely remember that Yeah.
2: right so, because it was like a take on the, with all, you know, like with the Reagan thing when he got shot, it was like a take on mm-hmm. all of that. Um, and it was with the slowed down camera. It was, it was, but the whole episode was all about buckwheat getting shot. And interspersed throughout this, um, this whole show is a fake commercial for a life insurance company.
0: <laughs>
2: and I've always remembered this because their tagline in this commercial was, because you could die tomorrow.
0: <laughs>
2: and throughout this whole episode, it was this whole – this life insurance t- – so the life insurance company's tagline was literally, because you could die tomorrow. And it was just very – forced. It, it has always made me think of something like that because it's like, well, first of all, it's, it's true. Yeah. And, but none of these places that advertise are going to be that blunt and, and obvious and, and truthful about something like that. But that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to scare you into buying insurance.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: so I always thought that was funny that's what it reminds me of
1: and apparently it wasn't working enough for the car industry so now they made it legal
2: or illegal for you to not have
1: insurance right <laughs> so you, you don't have a choice
2: uh, don't get me started well, on nah. car
1: insurance don't get me started
2: well it's been a good long show uh, we had some 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 it, audio issues and we, was, we, we filled a lot in that two hours I
1: I think we would have got everything in on time, uh, if not for the I, water I agree. issue.
2: I, I thought we well. were going on our good pace, but, mm-hmm. yeah, when you have this five- to ten-minute thing going back, it kind of, like, discombobulated us a little there.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Because you, you were doing your best trying to fill air, uh, talking about that Packers-Lions game, thinking that I couldn't be heard. Were and,
1: gone. I yeah. could be heard
2: the whole time, yeah. <laughs>
1: So that's going to be a fun uh, listen back when I listen to that uh, tomorrow.
2: I will Monday. be I will be forwarding through that section. <laughs> Got that little plus 30 seconds button. I'll be making good <laughs> use of that. All
1: right. Uh, all right. So next weekend, uh, same time, same place. Hopefully, the connection issues will not be. Hey, you saved the show by uh, texting me and telling me, "Hey, dumbass, get on the uh, show as a guest."
2: <laughs> Actually, I will give a shout out uh, to my mother because oh. what prompted me to do that was the cue that she could still hear me. Oh, okay. So that told me that the problem might not be me. The problem might be you. Yeah. And that's why when I, I looked up on the board, and that's where it really helped was me being in the studio and seeing that you were just in as the host. And then that's why I was like, well, just try the invite link. And it worked.
1: And then both worked. Apparently,
2: then... <laughs> I'm the blog talk radio IT guy now.
1: You should be making an extra salary for that.
2: I should. I've, that's a few times I've bailed us out of stuff this year. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're we're paying them for the privilege, and then right? you're working you're working tech as well as as the show. Uh, so I'm the producer, you're the the technician, and and we're doing everything right now, and we're paying for the privilege. That's awesome, right?
2: And we're the hosts. It's great. We do it all.
1: <laughs> we do it all. All right. Uh, it's been a very long day, so we are uh, about wrapped up and yeah, finished
2: I'll now. Be up. I'm gonna be up for work in five and a half hours.
1: <laughs> and I'll be up uh, sooner than that. Four hours. Five hours.
2: Oh, great! There uh, we go.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, next Friday, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. Uh, are you like the extra hour Friday? Uh, so, n-
2: next week. Next week, let's do 10 because then we're done with Saturdays. Yes. I mean, with Saturday games, and then we can get back to doing Saturdays at nine. Um, Unless we decide
1: of- to do Sunday for the conference finals, which we discussed. That's
2: true. Which which I'll be around for. So we could always do that on the fly um yeah let's do friday at 10 one last time for old times okay
1: here we go same time definitely same time same place next week 11 p.m eastern 10 p.m central for our wild card recap and our getting ready for the divisional round getting our picks in for that and a lot better quality football on deck even though there's only two teams on by, those two teams, when they play, will be will up the quality of football uh, precipitously with, with the Eagles and the Chiefs, so definitely looking forward to that. All right, he is Jay. I am Dre. Hey, I got it right, and this has been, in much less detail, the podcast, at least for two hours and whatever minutes of it, uh, not the five minutes that we were talking around each other, even though we were both connected. Uh, so, we will see you next Friday. Uh, Enjoy your playoff football that gets started tomorrow or later today, depending on where you are when you hear this show. And we'll talk to you next Friday night.